0: My body is ready. All of this just works. It just works.
1: Who's laughing now?
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one hundred—the centennial episode. Of the Game Groups Podcast, the all encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Groups. My name is Matt, and today I'm joined by Paul, Josh, and Mike, the four of us together for this very special episode. But guys, let's get right into things. Instead of asking you guys how you're doing, they do it on every podcast. I know I say this all the time, but it's true. They really do. They do it on every podcast. Instead of doing that, though, I want to ask everyone what their peak of the week has been. So, Matt. Oh. Oh. What's the best thing that happened to you this week? Well, thank you so much for asking, Matt. There's actually no one else in this podcast.
0: <laughs> this is Matt <laughs> Solo.
2: <is> <laughs> this is how
0: Matt announces he's the only one here.
2: I've been doing voices this whole time. Uh, no, but I will go first on Peak of the Week. You know what? Because I never go first. So I'm going first. And there are times where I've forgotten to go because I haven't gone first.
0: Matt always comes, comes last
3: for yeah. our pleasure.
2: I know. Yep. Mm hmm. But my peak was just seeing everyone post their top tens games list this week. It was really cool seeing just a wide variety of games in everyone's lists. I liked seeing Derek, our our patron, his his list that was nine skateboarding games and then number one is final fantasy eight just the fucking most hilarious <laughs> list you could come up with he
0: said that he was going to edit it because those are the only games he could think of off the top of his head which means yeah. he, off the top of his head remember nine skateboarding games
2: at least how many didn't make the cut that's what i want to know <laughs> hilarious but paul what was the peak of your week
0: Honestly, I think it was probably it's probably this. I'm I'm excited. It's really fun to to have a list of a hundred games from us and from our fans and from our our, our well-wishers. I hate saying fans, it makes me want know, to cringe so, so hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> from the people who give us cash. Yeah, much better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I'm really, really excited. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun, and uh yeah, it's it's cool to get like a an unbiased look, you know? There's no bias in this in any way possible, Nine. which is really sick. So we really get to see like what is actually the best game of all fucking time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Breaking news. Yeah. Josh, the peak of your week. It was
4: just past Friday, man. I just played Destiny with the clan. Just uh, not that clan. Whoa, uh, whoa, <laughs> <wow>. whoa. <laughs> not, not, not that clan. Uh the uh the Subpartians, that is our clan name and gotcha. uh okay. Destiny. Uh, it was fun. We just literally we logged on at like 8 on like a Friday night, just drank and played like custom PVP matches with these ridiculous rules. And it was it was just fun as hell, man. Sometimes you can make Destiny goofy fun. You just got to you got to be willing to put the work in. That grand wizard came from the moon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Jesus Christ. Mike, your peak of the week.
1: I guess my peak of the week is the fact that SFG is back, though, with that latest announcement from, Josh. I don't know how much longer it will be back. <laughs> <Yeah>. Canceled before <laughs> it's released. Yeah. But yeah, this show again. Yay. That no, it was fun. Episode
2: 61?
1: Yeah. I enjoyed making it, which was weird because I started it and I wasn't enjoying it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but by the end, boy golly. By the end, I was like,
1: all right. I think this is something.
2: The Stockholm syndrome took over by the end of it.
0: You took a bunch of insane clips and made it into a, a real
1: thing, and you were like, "I'm proud of this." Yeah, <laughs> I took out all my frustration in the edit at Josh. And <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> that that f
4: bomb counter, uh, it went up.
2: <laughs> it did go up a lot. So the episode should be out on Saturday, so the day before this comes out. So if you're listening, if you're and you're not a patron, the new SFG is out. If you are a patron and you're listening on the Friday that it comes out, it's coming out tomorrow. Unless you give us more cash,
0: yeah. Um, what's the threshold for the for the short to come out a day earlier? The short
2: to come out a day earlier. Hundred bucks. I can make it work. Yeah, just uh, straight to the Patreon. I'll DM you. Yeah. Yeah. Unlisted link. Don't share it. <laughs>
3: all right let's move on
1: <laughs>
3: what's in the don't link click
1: on those links don't don't click on them we call it matware
2: so <laughs> we're gonna move it on to the Goodnight group's top 100 games of all time version 1.0 and i'm calling it that because maybe episode 200 will revisit this when the community has doubled tripled quadrupled in size and we'll see everyone's lists have changed but for now it's version 1.0 so over the last week we asked the goodnight groups community our patreon supporters previous podcast guests and ourselves to provide lists of their top 10 games of all time and first off thank you to everyone who did submit a list we got way more responses than we thought we'd get so it was really nice seeing everyone come out for that and what we did was we took everyone's list we shuffled them together with different weights attached to the games based on where everyone ranked them. And we used the formula to create the Goodnight Group's top 100 games of all time, version 1.0. So we had 14 lists submitted, plus the five groups for a total of 19 lists. And over those 19 lists, there were 163 unique game titles. All the five groups, we submitted top 20s instead of top 10s. So that obviously helped add to it a little bit, but we wanted to make sure that we were we were filling out the top 100. So without further ado, we're going to go through the entire top 100 list, starting with number 100. And guys, I want you to feel free to comment on any of these games as we go down this list. Now, I don't know if this how long this is going to take, but we're just going to go through it and enjoy ourselves doing this, because I think this is going to be really fun, talking about all these games, reminiscing, and then also just like having a good time seeing some games show up on the list that were maybe surprises or commenting on where games showed up in the rankings. So let's have at it. All right, so to start off, number 100, and I think this probably came from your list primarily, Josh. Maybe not. Number 100, Battlefield Bad Company 2. This actually came from Fabian. Oh,
3: okay.
4: But understandably so. I love this game to death. When the beta originally came out, we literally had, like, two full squads. Uh, I think squads were three people, we had two full squads, each with all the, you know, commiserate classes that you needed to have to kind of run a proper squad. And, man, we just played rush, charge shit. Like, it was tactical as hell. It was just so, just unadulterated, like, fun that you have when you, like, have no responsibilities in high school and you can just act like Battlefield Bad Company 2 is the most important thing ever. Right. It was so fucking fun. Second to WoW. Of
2: course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that I played Battlefield Bad Company one. I don't think I played two, but I re- do remember playing one. And I played the the similar situation. I played the beta, and I still have like friends on my Xbox list from that beta, which is crazy. Like people I never played anything else with just the Battlefield Bad Company beta. Love that.
0: Just want to jump in here really quick. Um, Battlefield Bad Company two came out March first, twenty ten. And here's a oh. fun fact about Battlefield Bad Company 2. <laughs> the game's development team actually added an easter egg that allowed players to find and ride a large mythical sea monster.
3: What? What? Apparently, no.
0: apparently there's a multiplayer map called Valparaiso um where you could perform a series of like very specific actions and then it would appear and then you could actually ride on its back and it would like make shit go
2: fucking crazy and it was like a map secret so weird dice used to be so fucking cool man i know number 99 call of duty black ops 3 this one was on my list i just it's you know sometimes
4: you just have an attachment to a particular call of duty and black ops 3 was that attachment i mean you know it's all it's always fair when you like basically ran roughshod and kicked everybody's ass when you played the game (laughs) yeah but it was just the classes were fun and unique they didn't feel overbearing they were just a nice little touch uh the multiplayer was just i just thought it was one of the best places it had ever been in I have no fucking clue what happened in the single player though
2: yeah i played black ops and black ops 2 i don't think i ever played three though but black ops is where zombies
4: started right uh yeah yeah or no world at war is uh oh, where okay. it started but it got def- probably redefined in black ops i'd say
0: yeah, no, I never played Black Ops Three. I don't think um, I like. I just I just kind of missed out on the Black Ops games, which sucks because I think those are like the best ones at the time. They're my favorites. Like, they were, yeah, that was like really the the zeitgeist. But I did play. Um, I I will say I like one thing about Black Ops Three, which is fun fact: the first <laughs> Call of Duty uh, that introduced thruster packs and boost jumps, which I fucking love that shit. And they went on to add that in my favorite Call of Duty. Everyone's second least favorite Call of Duty, <laughs> uh, Advanced Warfare. <laughs> fucking love that shit. So shout out to Black Ops 3 for introducing boosters so we they could walk so Advanced Warfare could fucking thrust
2: across the map. I've won but at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> is that second least favorite next to Ghost? I would
0: say Ghost is probably the least favorite.
2: Alright, number 98. We have Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Interesting. I think yeah think this is also from you josh is it
4: i'm actually i just pulled up my notepad notes okay i didn't think so no i had i had it on there for a bit but i took it off
2: i love the original roller coaster tycoon i don't remember playing two maybe i did i'm sure it was great i remember kids playing this like i went to someone's
0: house and someone had it on their computer and they were like fucking around like you know obviously killing people or making a never-ending loop roller coaster um but i never i never really played it I will say one thing that's cool uh, about roller coaster tycoon is it actually had a hidden developer mode, which is kind of cool. So you could actually um, cheat your way into like this weird developer mode by naming a character, Chris Sawyer, um, who's the (laughs) creator, the game creator. And then you actually got like all these like fucking crazy developer features and you could even actually like get into shit that like totally changed the game. Like you could like make new characters and you could like edit the terrain and all this
2: crazy stuff. Pretty cool. Did you find a fun fact for every single game on this list?
1: I have more fun facts for uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, please. It was originally supposed to be a train uh, simulator.
3: Oh, right.
1: And the guy decided to... It was developed by a single person, written in... Chris Sawyer? Yes. (laughs) uh, Written in... uh, It's written in Assembly. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And... He went on a trip around the world to like all these different roller coaster uh, amusement parks and went on all the rides and was like, "Fuck it, I'm making a roller coaster game instead. Fuck trains. Trains are ten years ago. Roller <laughs> coasters are where it's at." And that's what he did.
2: Nice. But Paul, do you actually have a fact for every game on this list? Uh, maybe. <laughs> we know what he did at work today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number ninety-seven. Let's go right into another tycoon game because it's Zoo Tycoon. It's great, good game. So I'll just
0: I'll just say like I mean I never played like the I, the original I think there's like an original Zoo Tycoon, but I had a really good time with the Xbox One, uh, the more modern one uh, on Game Pass a couple of years ago. Stayed up all night, It was a pretty fun time. But yeah, I never really got to play it like in its infancy, like in the original. So I don't I don't have a lot to say about that. I, I my one uh, fun fact I have for Zoo Tycoon. <laughs> Is that uh, it? Actually, had Bill Gates in it, which is Whoa. really cool. What um, if you actually if you named one of your exhibits Microsoft? Uh, a message would appear stating, "Congratulations, you've unlocked the Microsoft combo style," and it allowed you to build modern buildings. And Bill Gates would show up. <laughs> what the
2: fuck? <laughs> I don't know fucking wow. no, dude! Wow, Jesus Christ! PC gaming back at that time with all like the random cheat codes and I stuff, love it. So cool. Number ninety six age of mythology oh fuck yeah
1: i don't know what the fuck this is it's an rts uh similar (laughs) (laughs) age of empires and it's a it it's one of my favorite rts's i didn't have it on my list but out of the age of i'll call it the age of games i prefer mythology mythology 2 where you got to build uh shrines to titans and bring giants onto the battlefield and just demolish people it's fun Go through the pantheons, get special abilities. Super cool. Super unique. Very well thought through in that they included Norse, Greek, and Egyptian pantheons so that you could choose how you wanted to play. I liked it. It was good. Sweet. Yeah, Age of
0: Mythology was probably my favorite age of game as a kid. Like I remember I specifically wanted like a, a newer computer from my Windows 95 so that I could play Diablo 2 and Age of uh, Empires, Age of Kings. But once I got Age of Mythology, oh, my God. Like, I was just, like, one of those kids who was, like, really into, like, Greek and Roman mythology and stuff like that. And I read all this like mythology stuff. Not, like, enough to fucking, like, know anything, but enough to, like, think it's cool. Uh, and so, yeah, this was, like, the coolest thing to me. I loved it, like like, it felt more cheaty. Like, not cheating. Like, you could cheat in all the Age of Empires games, but it felt more, like, I don't know, special. Also, a fun fact close to home about Age of Mythology, um, there was actually a cheat called O Canada, and when oh. you put it in, um, all of the game's units turned into animals, just different animals. Wow, so kind of fun, That's close to cool. home. Yeah, I remember using that one.
2: All right, ninety-five. This was on someone's list, and I, I don't really know what this game is. It's Opus Magnum.
1: It's a Zachtronics game. It's a puzzle game.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. was this on your list? Yes.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> really enjoy Zachtronics in general. It's really sad that his studio is. No more not because of bad reasons but because he decided he's done with the zaktronics era so he has closed shop but all of zaktronics games are puzzle programming games essentially um, with a different style of how to program things basically you're programming small machines but it depends on how you're doing it and what you're using to do it opus magnum is a game where you are making a you're you're an alchemist who's making uh, machines that can combine elements and make other elements and upgrade them into gold and whatnot. Everything works on a hexagon system, so the machines that you make are very uh, appealing to look at, uh, especially when they are efficient and are doing the right thing. I don't know. I, I really like it. It's my favorite Zachtronics game. And at my 20th, I felt like it was a good spot.
0: Very good. Love that. My fun fact about Opus Magnum is that it has a speedrunning mode for competitive speedrunners.
1: Why? Kind of cool. <laughs> I don't want to speedrun that game. That sounds... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alright, next up, we have... And I, I'm kind of shocked that I'm the only one that had this. And since... The Grooves had top twenties, so this wasn't in my top ten, but it was somewhere in the in the eleven to twenty range. But Grand Theft Auto V,
0: Matt, tell us about your love of Grand Theft Auto V.
2: I just think that so it was during that period of time where I was getting back into gaming that twenty thirteen period of time, and I mean I just think the campaign, like the story mode in Grand Theft Auto V, is just really good, and in the realized world of I guess, what is it? Los Santos? It's it's mm-hmm. it's LA. The fictionalized LA is just so well done. And even outside of the city, like the the deserty area, the mountains, it's just so well done. I didn't even really play Grand Theft Auto Five online at all. I just really played. I played a little bit, very little though. I just really played the story mode and I just thought it was so well done switching between the three different characters. I don't think like it's the greatest game of all time or anything, but I am shocked that I'm the only one that had it On any of the lists. I kind of like just forgot about it, to be honest. I think it's just been so
4: long since I played it and they've just had so many re-releases that it's just kind of like, oh, it's Grand Theft Auto. I've just almost like lumped it under one umbrella. And Skyrim was on your list pretty high there, John.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that. It's kind of like the same... Uh, situation. But he played Skyrim more <laughs> recently. I would assume. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah For the most part, uh, it's 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 worthy of being on the list. Goddamn, Games managed to make a living since 2013, just re-releasing time and time again. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I, I mean, I liked Grand Theft Auto 5. You know, I never got into, Gra- like, I liked Grand Theft Auto, but again, it was something I either rented or, like, friends had it. Like, I never, my, I never like, got it as a kid. Like, my I, I don't think it was ever, like, a rule that was, like, you're not allowed to get Grand Theft Auto, but it was kind of, like, I never asked for it because it felt right. like I wasn't supposed to have it. And then, you know, obviously, like, 4 came out when I was, like, old enough to buy it myself, but I just, like, it was kind of, it seemed more dour. I just wasn't into it. And then I, I did buy 5. I played 5. It was fun. But I think I just like, I think especially now then a little bit, but especially now I'm just like not into like the cycle so much of like run around and like beating the hell out of people. And like, I don't know, it just like doesn't have the same effect on me anymore. So anyway, uh, yeah, it just didn't really occur to me, but I I do think it's really cool. Uh, I'm really interested to see how I feel about Grand Theft Auto six coming from like saying I'm not super into that gameplay style anymore, but like if it's really modern and fun, maybe I might, I don't know. But yeah, five kind of, I agree. I kind of forgot about it. Honestly,
1: I would say this, and this might be, this might sound like a dig and it's not supposed to be, but for me, GTA is like, I'll I'll make an analogy to like my TV that I like to watch. I really like watching hell's kitchen, but it's trash TV. GTA five is kind of like in the same boat. I really like playing GTA five, but for me, like I'm not, I'm not gonna put Hell's Kitchen in my top twenty lists. I'm not gonna put GTA five in my top twenty list. I really like it. I probably have more fun in GTA five, but from just like a I don't know. Um I would say like my top twenty list is like a like a golden pedestal type situation. Like you go into the into the hall of fame. I don't know that I would put GTA five in there. I might put Red Dead Redemption too if I had played it, but I haven't. So.
2: That's fair. And I, and I get that. I just think Especially being in college at the time when I played it and studying like film at that time, Grand Theft Auto V felt very filmic. It was a very cinematic approach to video games. And I felt like the dialogue of the characters was extremely natural and just really well written. And so I think that's really why I appreciate the game so much.
4: I I will say uh, there is something to be said about driving down the interstate and a Kendrick song comes on. And like a fast-ass card that was so much fun in Grand Theft Auto Five, So it does get a lot of credit for that. Story was also really good.
2: You have a point. And it is kind of fun just like playing an action crime drama. Like that is a fun thing to play sometimes. Next up, 93. Another game that I, I'm kind of surprised it's as low as it is. Although the recent narrative around it probably shapes that a little bit. But 93 Overwatch.
4: 'Cause cause they took this fucking game away and gave us Overwatch 2. The game sure. I paid $60 for I no longer have. Sure. Fuck the Overwatch team. I ranked
0: Overwatch based on how much I liked it. Like I didn't I I, I knew this I knew I knew Overwatch was gonna rank poorly because of like the, the bad vibes over what happened with Overwatch and Overwatch 2 and everything, and just like the game being dead for two years in anticipation of two and then nothing fucking happened and blah blah blah. But I just ranked it based on how much I fucking, like, loved playing it that first, like, two years of Overwatch. And uh, so, I mean, it didn't rank insanely high on my list because, I mean, I did kind of drop it before it was probably even really done. Um, so, I mean, obviously, it wasn't, like, a lifelong favorite. But it was probably my last shooter I got, like, properly really into, like, a competitive shooter. And, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I fucking, dude, the colors, the the characters the flash it is just so iconic it has this great great feel that i think like nothing short of like maybe valorant really has been able to capture i think um in that same fun way um but unfortunately valorant is so fucking sweaty that i can't enjoy it so i mean i would almost say like you know if you like extend to like battle royale something like fortnite or or i was gonna say i think fortnite
2: has captured that even the problem with fortnite and putting it in the same conversation is that with fortnite there's so many like skins of like random characters that they it loses a little bit of heart that yeah. over, something like Overwatch has agreed. Number 92 we have Pokemon Puzzle League. I think that I think Dre put this on his list, and I gotta say, this is one of those games where as a kid, N64 got it from Blockbuster, was like, Hell yeah, Pokemon game, and then it's Pokemon Puzzle League, and you're like, Wait. This isn't what I want. And then I, I loved it game. more. <laughs> yeah, I, figured I you fucking
1: would. love this game. This game's great. I played it in college all the time. <laughs> Richie sounds like he put, smokes like seven packs a day. It's great. Yeah. The voice acting is peak.
3: Very good. I will no, say no, it's, fun it's really fact good.
1: about
0: Pokemon Puzzle League <laughs> is it was actually developed as a game called Tetris Attack. It was meant to be a Tetris game for SNES. Um, and because when they localized it to North America, it, Pokemon was so popular, they re-skinned and like re re uh, jigged it as a Pokemon game, which is kind of wow. cool. So it was just so popular, they were like, fuck it. And then it became, I think, probably much more iconic than Tetris Attack ever would have been.
2: Yeah. So wow, from an NES or sorry, SNES game to a yeah. to a N64 game. Pretty wild. Number 91 game that I've been playing a little bit here recently. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I assume that this is the New version. This was on Evax list.
4: Honestly, this one you could do the new or old. Yeah. You say the phrase seven, eleven, twenty-five to me, and I'm gonna know immediately what you mean. For reference, <laughs> seven is the Harrier strike, eleven is the chopper gun, or twenty-five is the nuke. Those are the kill streaks.
0: This isn't the the secret Hitler code, right?
4: No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I already mentioned the clan earlier. Yeah. And no, this is uh I, I fucking love Modern Warfare too. it, it didn't make my list just because Black Ops exists. Uh, but Modern Warfare 2 is cash. It's so good. God, it's just, it'd probably be dog shit if they re-released the multiplayer now just because everybody is such like campy sweater, like sweaty, like nerds now, but you know, fuck it. It's still a good time. It's ridiculous fun.
0: Fun fact about uh, Modern Warfare 2 as well, the original is that it holds the Guinness World Record for most successful video game launch of all time. Wow. It was released in 2009, November 10th, and it generated $400 million uh, within 24 hours. I'm crazy.
4: They had us by the balls.
2: <laughs> Number 90, a game that I like admire and have no interest in, but like just admire the franchise is Doom Eternal. I'm I'm with you. I haven't played it, but the music, fuck. I, I'm surprised I haven't just based on that alone.
4: <laughs> it's, it just looks ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no, Doom Eternal looks cool. I tried playing the first Doom, uh, like not the, f- <laughs> the first Doom, but the first new Doom. And yeah, I mean, it was really fun. I just like I'm shit at like momentum based games like that yeah um like if I I just feel like I lose the momentum and then I, like I fucking hate myself like <laughs> then I'm like I'm like a- like awkwardly slow jogging because I like lost it um so I don't know I tried it it was pretty fun, but it was just like a little much for me so I don't know but I like to get into eternal. it looks so fun. I just remember watching fucking people like drama youtubers playing. A Doom and like zooping around where they chatted and it was like mesmerizing to watch. It was the proto subway surfers.
4: <laughs> Jesus, if that ain't the most 2016 YouTube thing yeah. I have ever fucking Come heard. Come on, watching Leafy
0: talk about
4: <laughs> the girl who <laughs> fucked
0: her dog while she's while playing Doom.
4: A Leafy is here reference. Hell only. yeah. Good night dude. groofs. No god chin. Damn.
2: No chin. Oh god, love it. Number eighty-nine, Tony Hawk's underground. I think I played it, but I remember the Underground series not just not having the same heart that Pro Skater had. I think I like
4: the second one, but I yeah. don't remember the first one at all. The thing I like is
0: that the game has the acronym Thug, and it's a yeah. Tommy Hawk game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing I like the most. That's not my fun fact. My fun fact is some bullshit about create a park mode, but like Thug. <laughs> Tony Hawk is the whitest
2: dude. (laughs) All right, number eighty-eight. We have need for speed most wanted. I don't know if this is the only need for speed game on this list or not. But if so, I I, okay. Yeah, you're right. I think it is. And most wanted, I would put up there among the top need for speed games, but I think just under underground.
1: I would agree. I don't know. Most wanted did a lot of cool shit. Especially with the music, especially with the Wanted system. Underground was great, but they were very different games. It's hard to really compare them, but they were both very, very well done Need for Speed games. And then the franchise kind of fell off.
2: Yeah, it really did.
1: And we got a movie.
2: We got a movie. Yeah. With
1: they a also, interestingly, pole. had uh, in Most mm-hmm.
0: Wanted a real-life advertisement campaign for the energy drink called Hawaiian Tropic. There were billboards throughout the game. It was everywhere, apparently, <laughs> and uh, in the open world. So there you go. So if you have to give Walter M- The Secret Life of Walter Mitty a 45% Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes due to advertisements in it, fucking, I want to see that same Metacritic for Most Wanted, you cowards. Yeah.
2: I, I think Need for <laughs> Speed is one of those franchises that has always said, no, we're just doing real advertisements. And everyone's everyone's always pushing back on it, but they're just like, no, we're, we're actually just going to do it. 87 game that I am not sure I've even ever heard of, to be honest, is loadout. I'll be honest. I looked at this game and thought it got canceled within six months. I'm looking at it right now. Who put, Oh, okay. I, I see. This is, this is a multiplayer game.
0: Yeah. So it's a multiplayer game. You could actually fully customize your weapon loadout, <laughs> um, which also changed your appearance, your behavior and the effects of the weapon. So depending on how you did it, you could like change the whole weapon um, based oh. on loadouts and so you could create some, like crazy builds and then play multiplayer, which seems really cool. Actually. I'm kind of sad. I missed it.
2: I'm going to look up right now on SteamDB How many people are playing this game? Can you guys take a, take a guess, take a guess. How many people are in game right now? 12, seven, 35. There's one person in game <laughs> right now. Whoa. One single person. It's very popular. Yeah. I hope he finds a game. All right. Number 86, Dota two, <laughs> Dota
4: two.
0: Visita Venta, visita Dota. <laughs> uh,
4: I feel you, man. Look, uh, <laughs> I'm recently back into League of Legends again. Spoiler Same. alert: that'll be on the water cooler. Wow. But uh, yeah, Dota 2. I'm good, big dog.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I never got into Dota 2, so I can't say much. I will say it did have the one of the largest prize pools in the history of esports. Um, In t- International 2019, they had a uh, prize pool of over $34 million. Holy
2: fuck, that's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of smackaronis.
4: <laughs> what the
2: hell? It's just so, so shamelessly...
4: It it's just, Sean Connery
2: over here. It just so <laughs> shamelessly, why the fuck is that so hard to say, just ripped the game from Warcraft 3. Like, it, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I understand, like, it's good. People like it, but... Wait.
1: What? Why are you upset that? you mean, Warcraft three. They
2: even just called it Dota two. Come on, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, bl- to be
2: Blizzard fair, to be fair, Blizzard fumbled the bag. Blizzard fumbled the bag. They did yeah. absolutely one hundred percent. It's just yeah. weird. It's always been weird to me that it's called Dota two. It's Weird. It was genius.
4: What could have been? What could have been?
2: Number eighty five. Pokemon Red and Blue. I think we can skip this one. It's not anyone's <laughs> favorite here. <laughs> it's. It hey, look. It started it all. It was, I think, my first Game Boy game. Either that or Tetris at the dentist. Like, not not the game isn't Tetris at the dentist, but playing Tetris at, while at the dentist. Uh, I remember my earliest memory. <laughs>
0: I'm just imagining you toothless with them dropping <laughs> teeth into your mouth and like turning them so they fit right.
2: My earliest memory is having not really played NES games. I didn't understand like how to get out of out of the house. Like when the game started, I couldn't get the character out of the house and then I thought that looks like a welcome mat. I'm just going to try to walk into the wall. Turns out that's how I get out of the house.
0: Oh, this fucking story of you being trapped in the house is so funny to me
2: every time like <laughs>
0: okay. I get it cuz I probably did the same shit in yeah. games, but it's very brave of you to share
2: this, honestly. Mike, did you was this your first pokemon game or did you start you started silver and gold didn't you no okay i didn't play silver and gold oh okay okay no i i have some good memories of pokemon red and blue this is my
0: first this is i got a game boy and pokemon blue all at once it was my first handheld yeah it
2: was a big deal i think a lot of kids back in the day their first handheld was getting a game boy and pokemon blue it was one of those things though like it was a weird time because pokemon red and blue was technically. A Game Boy game, but I got it with a
1: Game Boy Color. It was a Game Boy Color game.
2: No, it was a Game Boy game. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Red and Blue was not a Game Boy Color game. It
1: was just a Game Boy game. Yeah, it was. It was a Game Boy. I only had a Game Boy Color. Same.
2: I know, but you could play Game Boy games on Game Boy Color.
1: Yes, and it was in color.
2: I know, but you there was some enhancements, but it was like one color. But it was not a Game Boy Color game. It was just a Game Boy game.
1: It does say Platform
0: Game Boy. It yeah, not,
2: it was not made for Game Boy Color, Dude, and it's eighty three
0: dollars on Amazon. Fuck what I was gonna say. That is a fun fact. I did not <laughs> know that at all. That's crazy. My fun fact was that Clefairy was originally going to be Pikachu, but yours like oh. is apparently they weren't going to use Pikachu as the main mascot for Pokemon. They preferred Clefairy, uh, and then they changed at the last minute. To Imagine how
4: fucking lame if it was yeah. Clefairy. Hundred <laughs>
0: percent. It would be a very different like brony style vibe 100% if it went that way.
2: All right. Yeah. Look up the uh, look up Pokemon red, blue cover. You'll see Dude, that is Game Boy. you've blown my mind. All right. 84. I don't know whose list this was on, but Guitar Hero 3. Certainly not my list. It <gasps> this, was my
0: list, baby. Fuck yes, Josh. Thank was you for including yours? Guitar Hero
2: oh sorry was it on yours I thought you said it was and on no, yours no it, it is on mine I just wasn't okay. sure if it
0: was on yours too it wasn't on mine but it was my favorite Guitar Hero it's so fucking good I loved this game
4: yeah I, I wish I could just loop all the Guitar Heroes in because I just love Guitar Hero I haven't played it in so long I honestly probably should get into like the uh, Clone Hero thing just because I yeah. love Guitar Hero so much uh, I'm not particularly great at it it was just so fun I love music I can't play guitar for shit but like being able to just like sort of play guitar and just like vaguely vibe out and just like hit notes and shit it just like it simulated just like it's gonna sound so lame it it simulated like being in a fucking band so well and just playing guitar it was so fucking fun i love guitar hero 3 i mean honestly not only that the the like actual sync and the feel of the buttons mashing and like measuring up with each other was perfect in guitar hero three compared yeah. to like rock band is like the, the competition. It was yeah. miles yeah. apart. Yeah. No guitar
0: hero two and three were my fucking shit. I love those games so much. And then, yeah, I like playing rock band with friends, but I could like jam out by myself and just go hard on guitar hero for hours. Me too. Also fun thing about guitar hero three is that it holds the highest grossing uh, music. It hides the title for, sorry for the highest grossing music video game of all time. Fuck you, rock band. Fuck you, everything else. Guitar hero three was the peak uh, in 2007 they uh they got over a billion dollars in the first year.
4: Jesus, that's a lot in 2007. It's fucking crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Guitar Hero rock band just totally passed me by. Not not something I was ever really interested in. Couldn't do the rhythm stuff. Everyone played it at other houses and parties and stuff, and I was like, I just can't do this.
0: <laughs> Matt, uh, where Josh loves music, Matt is a a famously hater of all yeah, things musical. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other fa- uh fun fact. Uh harmonics I believe, is owned by Epic now, so I don't know I don't know what we're ever gonna see from Harmonics next, but uh they're part of Epic. So maybe put guitar hero in Fortnite. Let's do it. <laughs> Alright. 83. We have Mega Man X. <laughs> the silence <laughs> is deafening. I uh, Mega Man, another series like Doom where I admire it. Just not for me. It's one of those things where it's yeah. like a really difficult game series, purposely. And I love the idea of it, but I just don't think I would ever enjoy it too much. I would get too frustrated. Is this how you'd break up with Mega Man? I yeah. love the idea
0: of us.
3: But. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, well, something cool I thought about Mega Man, which is neat, is Mega Man X was actually uh, the game where they introduced Zero. Um, it was like a uh, who became like a major. I was always like, who the fuck is the zero Mega Man zero? But it was a secret boss in Mega Man X. Um, and then it was going to be a playable character, and they had to like scrap it due to development crunch. And uh, people fucking loved this character so much. And the rumors came out that they ended up making like a whole spinoff series for this character, which was kind of wild. Fun fact. It's fun.
2: 82. We have The Sims 3. It's
0: a good Sims game. I mean, I'll just Rachel didn't give me any prepared thoughts on this but i just want to say thank you to the crowd for making sims 3 so high um and that it is the top sims game on our list which is great to see fuck you sims 4 um yeah (laughs) it's just it's a great game it's 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 got good bones to it sims 4 jumped the the fucking carp and (laughs) and man like i mean ea really knows see sims 4 was when ea realized um they could sell expansion packs for the whole game like it's like hey you want your guy to walk you want your guy to have a job expansion pack (laughs) but fun fact is actually the sims 3 holds the guinness world record for most expansion packs released for a single video game throughout its lifespan the sims 3 had 11 expansion packs and also tons of dlc
2: interesting i wonder how they're counting that because like something like train sim has like 250 i think they're counting
0: like specific expand these are 11 expansions and then they also had dlc
2: interesting yeah. I don't think I ever played Sims 3. I played Sims on PC way back in the day. I still have the CD. Sure. I don't think, I guess I maybe played Sims 2, but it just, it fell off for me pretty quickly. But I really love the original game.
4: Yeah, it fell off for me too when I made my Sim work out and then I felt bad that I wasn't working out and then I just stopped <laughs> playing. I was
2: like, this is just making me feel bad. <laughs> All right, number 81, we have Pikmin 2. My wife loves Pikmin games. I They do nothing for me. Yeah. Um, not much for me. I will say that it is the first game,
0: uh, Nintendo game rather, to receive a perfect score from uh, Famitsu, uh, the big wow. Japanese gaming magazine. Perfect 40 out of 40. Very nice. Never happened.
2: All right, number 80, we have Super Mario Sunshine. I think, maybe aside from Odyssey, the most creative Mario game of all time. Just a really well done game. I know it's like really divisive. There are a lot of people who are like, Mario Sunshine, not a real Mario game. Other people really love it. I think it's a genuinely good game.
4: I always called this one the demo Super Mario game for me. Yeah. Not because it's bad, but because I would always play the demos at every single GameStop or Walmart. <laughs> and then I always wanted to like get it and play it, but like I was just a PlayStation Andy and my parents were like, You have a console, you can't get this shit. And I was always envious. I still haven't played it since. I have it on the Switch but it's always loomed to me as like one I'd like. Cause it, like you said, it it reminds me of Odyssey and it's uniqueness. It's weird. Yeah. It's a really weird game.
0: Dude. I never got to play Mario sunshine ever. And I'm really disappointed about it. I had a GameCube. Um, you would love I love it, dude. I love super Mario 64. Like it was my favorite. It was my first console game. And uh, yeah, I think I would have loved sunshine, but I don't know now if it would hit the same way, but I wish I'd played it back in the day.
2: I don't know. It's, it's like the quintessential summertime game. It's just so good for that. So yeah, I don't. But Mario's I don't know it would nips aren't out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, they couldn't
0: render those.
2: Um, fun fact about this
0: game, by the way, it was originally going to be a multiplayer game. Whoa. They were developing a multiplayer Mario, um, and everyone was going to work together using these fucking packs and doing shit. And then they didn't have enough development time. They had to get something out for GameCube, so they scrapped it and went uh, full single player, which is kind of interesting. That would have been interesting to have like a multiplayer Mario, like RPG. Yeah. That early
2: in, uh, in like the development, probably for the best. Absolutely, number seventy nine, Half Life Alex game that I really want to play, as long as it comes to PSVR two. Hell yeah, Mike. Have you played Alex?
1: Yeah, I have. It's uh, it's good, and <laughs> I quit when I got to the head crabs because I don't want that <laughs> shit in VR. Yeah.
2: <laughs> understandable. It's understandable. <laughs> I think this was from uh, Ross's list. Ross is really high on Half-Life Alex. Number 78, we have our highest scoring Grand Theft Auto game, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And I got to be honest, it's like the one that I didn't really play. I played three. I played a little bit of four, played five. I guess I didn't really play much Vice City either. But yeah, San Andreas just totally missed me.
0: Yep, I didn't play much either. This is the only one I like. This is the one I have all the hours in, which isn't even that many, but like Sleepovers shit like that. We would play San Andreas trade off every time we'd fucking die. I don't know anything about, is there a story? Is there, are there characters? (laughs) I don't know. We would just go to the strip club and we would like get like eight helicopters on us and fucking try to swim and do weird shit. And it was, it was a blast. San Andreas was, was killer for that. It was definitely my like fix for, for Grand Theft Auto. And also like my, my kind of threshold for like my mom will never, like if I can't play this in my house, like and my mom fucking walks in and I'm, at the strip club so I was like there's no point
2: yeah I thought it was a really cool feature how the character what was his name it it's like on the tip of my tongue no clue oh what is it what is his name CJ right oh yeah I like how you could CJ could like kind of get fat go to the gym he could work out like you I could actually that. get muscle mass and stuff that was cool it was a cool feature
0: that was cool I will say also um something that I thought was neat and I forgot about is uh, San Andreas actually has the largest map in any uh, Grand Theft oh, yeah. auto game still to this day, which is pretty cool.
3: Yeah.
0: Obviously not nearly as fucking detailed or interesting as uh, like a GTA V, but it is wild that it's
2: huge. All right. Number 77, we have Diablo 3. And in a couple of weeks here, a week and a half, we have Diablo 4 coming out. So I almost wonder if we did this list in like two months, what it would look like. <laughs> but, uh different. Diablo 3 is right here at 77 I mean, it's not a
4: bad game. It's just a weird Diablo game uh, from what I've seen. I like it. It's fun. It's not on my list, but I mean, I'm not going to give anyone too much shit for it being on theirs because it's, it's fun enough arcadey bullshit. It's, you know, the story is complete and
2: utter, just absolute dog shit. But
4: other than that, it's a good time.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the most successful PC games of all time, so... People clearly like Diablo 3. It's just it wasn't what a lot of people wanted.
0: Um, yeah, no, I I think it's like what Mike was saying with the trash TV Hell's Kitchen thing. I think that's what a lot of people liked about Diablo 3 eventually after the, the people who either got into it and didn't care about 2 or got over the 2 pain was that it was like kind of fun to just grind and like turn your brain off and like loot, you know, loot, by like uh, what am I trying to say here? Like a uh, looter shooter kind of thing. It, yeah. was that, it was that vibe. Number go up. And so I think a lot of people like that. Yeah, like you were saying, Matt, yeah, it was actually the fastest selling PC game of all time when it came out. It was, uh, they sold within, within a day, it sold three and a half million copies, which is pretty wild.
2: Am I insane that the real money auction house is kind of a cool idea in theory?
4: I didn't hate it completely in theory. I also thought it was just kind of goofy in a Diablo game. Like of all the games you chose, you chose Diablo where loot changes in a like millisecond. It's like ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I think there's something there, but you're right. Maybe not for a Diablo game. Number 76, Dark Souls. I mean, it's not on my list, but clearly I'm playing through
4: it. Shout out to the Southern yeah, Fried Uh I mean, I really, really like Dark Souls. There are parts that are really bad, looking at you, Bed of Chaos, and that whole section of the game. Uh, but there's parts that are really fucking good. Sin's Fortress is some of my favorite shit I have done in any Dark Souls. It's so well designed. You can see how it affected their level design in Elden Ring and Dark Souls 3. I just love, I do love Dark Souls. It you can tell it laid the foundation for just Dark Souls. Just, you know, I know Demon Souls came out first, but just Dark Souls in general to me did such a great job of just kind of being like, this is what this game is and this is what you're gonna be getting from now on for us and i just really really enjoyed it i i i'm close to beating it at this point uh spoiler alert so whoa i'm excited to see what the end of it looks like it's it's a really good time
2: very nice so are fans have you played demon souls i can't remember i've played about
4: an hour and a half of it it's newer and nice and pretty dark souls still plays better though interesting all right yeah
0: yeah i i always wanted to get into dark souls Maybe one day. I honestly I'm more interested in the PS5 like Demon Souls remake. That seems so cool to me. I just I don't
2: know. I like the Demon Souls vibe. If you get a PS5 and you have PS Plus, you can just play Demon Souls. Yep. Well, la <laughs> All
0: right. If you get Xbox, you can play Avowed.
2: Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> Maybe. We think. You can play all these games within 12 months. <laughs> I don't know if it exists. All right, number seventy-five. We're making our way. <laughs> Forza Horizon 2, I can only imagine who put this on their list. Paul, tell us about Forza Horizon 2. Dude, fuck yeah. This game is my shit. Like I saw,
0: there's some other Forza Horizons on this list. It happens. It's a thing. It's not the newest. It's not the best. But I think Horizon 2 is special in that it was the first of its kind. Horizon was really an experimental game. You know, it was more. Of, it was a bit more city action. It was a smaller map. Um, it was a little bit more... They didn't, they didn't have their footing in what they were doing. Horizon 2 um, was just this absolute trailblazer where they went, here is the countryside of Europe, go fucking crazy, drive around, fuck around. There's car races everywhere, and it's just open. And it was just beautiful, amazing. It felt so good. I will say one thing I liked about Horizon 2 as well was that you could, um, although was, there, was there was a lot less um, customizability, which was nice, um, whereas like in the later ones, you could make, you could use any car for any race and like change the way the race laid out. And that's part of what I hated. I liked that they're like two is so simple. It's like, Oh, okay. The next circuit I have to do is all Jeeps. So I'll do, I'll get my Jeep out. And then the next ones are all supercars. I didn't like that. I could just play the whole game, just driving a fucking Jeep or something and never have to change my car later. So anyway, horizon two fucking awesome. Every other horizon is just horizon two remixed basically. Uh, and i and I just have such good memories of like watching <laughs> the Wonder Years on Netflix <laughs> and for the first time, uh, which recommend um, and playing Horizon Two and just zoning the fuck out and maybe listening to some drum and bass and just having a blast. I love this game
2: all right. number seventy four, we have Hogwarts Legacy, which was number one on my wife's list, which is why it is so far up here at seventy four. We're starting to get into some people's number ones, so yeah. that's that's where we're going to be going here in the, in the territory. But Hogwarts Legacy, I think, is a legitimately really good game, but I still haven't beat it yet. I don't know if I'm going back to it or not. It's one of those things... It sort of had the Assassin's Creed Valhalla syndrome to me, where I thought it looked really cool visually. There was a lot of really good stuff to it, but it started to get a little bit repetitive, and it was going on a little bit too long but i do re- i do think it's a really good game and i and i think a sequel could be really impressive
4: yeah i'll be quick about it because you basically summed it up the open world got old quick for me it was too big and i mean the combat was so fucking neat it was cool as hell they nailed like one oh, yeah. combat which at baseline just seems kind of lame but like they like nailed it and it's cool impactful but it wasn't enough to keep it up for me either which is a shame because it's it's one of the best built worlds as far as like true to
2: hogwarts that i've I've seen in a minute that's the problem i think is the castle is so good it's one of the most detailed games i've ever seen but as soon as you leave that it just becomes and hogsmeade's really cool too but as soon as you leave those areas it becomes fairly uninteresting it just becomes
0: england it's almost like an exploration sim sort of with like mix a mix of like uh you know, yeah like complete, a walking sim yeah. yeah with like a completionist uh, collectathon vibe as well and those are just two things that i just have no interest in so like that was what really turned me off i, I wanted more like smaller and more stuff and i feel like the stuff was like find a hidden chest and i just don't care yeah, but yeah but i get it i know a lot of people
2: are really hype i yeah it, it actually has some of the most low effort collectibles I've ever seen in a recent game. Like, so, like, the landing pads, it's like, why did you even include this? You're, it's just you're landing certain spots around the world. It's very weird. All right. Number 73, we have Pokemon Platinum. Mike, have you played Pokemon Platinum?
1: Uh, I sure hope so because it was on my list. <laughs> oh, it was your <laughs> list. Okay.
2: I couldn't remember if it was from you or from Ross or someone.
1: No, it's mine. I think it's easily the best Pokemon game in the series. Wow. I can buy that. It's well-rounded. It's got end game. It's got a solid storyline. It's got the hardest boss fight in any Pokemon game ever uh with the slappiest theme for a boss <laughs> fight ever. Um no, it's great. I I love Platinum. Platinum's Platinum is top tier. If anyone says otherwise, I'll fight you.
2: Oh. All right. Well, very good. I Think I played some of Platinum, but that was also during the period of time like the DS Pokemon games was when I sort of dropped off a little bit, Same. and I I eventually came back and played some of them. Like I played Pearl. Was Platinum
0: Pearl was Platinum was the Ultra version. Okay, of Pearl. Yeah.
2: that's what. So I I never played Platinum then. I played Pearl. Same. And played a little bit of Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, but other than that, not a lot of DS action going on. But good games, as far as I know, a lot of those Pokemon games were really good. 72. I think this is another game from Mike's list. We have Disco Elysium.
1: It is, yes. It's a really fucking good game. Uh, it's a shame what happened to the developers. Yeah. But that's really well written up until. Don't spoil I, it. I had to stop because I'm not spoiling anything. I yeah. had to stop because I got, I got soft locked, oh. and I didn't want to go back and try to fix it. But the story is great. Like, it's one of the few games that has had me play non-stop just to see what happens in the story. And I enjoy the fact that you can like, I don't know, the way that you can make Harry as your character, there's so many options that you can go down, and a lot of them are just fucking stupid and ridiculous and the voice in your head tells you so. And it it's got good humor, it's got good character development, character arcs. Um for me I went the um Oh god, I am a waste of a police officer route. I'm washed up. How could I be such a terrible human being? But actually, I'm really good as a detective. And <laughs> every time that Kim tells me that, I'm just like, "Thanks. I appreciate." But no, it's it's very very good. Very very good, especially with the uh fully voice acted version. It's Was it it's called
0: the final cut? Good. Final yeah, cut. Yeah. I was actually going to say that, that was one of the cool... That was the fact I had about this one was they actually recorded all the voice lines with everyone in the same room as opposed to like everyone recording separately. So it like really apparently lends to like more cohesive vibes like people are actually talking oh, to each other, wow. which I fucking love when shit does that, when people do that.
2: At this point, I think it's one of those games that have just passed me by. I don't know if I'll be going back.
0: It hasn't aged at all. I think you can easily play yeah. it.
2: <laughs> Number 71, we have the most recent newcomer. We have The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom.
4: I think it's fucking wild that this is already on a top 100 list. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, it's obviously from people that have played it or whatever up to this point out of our list and they like it. And I will say it's going to be on the water cooler, which if you can believe it is happening in this episode, (laughs) I I just think that I I don't know, man, I it's been pretty fun (laughs) and I didn't like Breath of the Wild. I've just been able to do goofy, silly... Okay, let me just put it like this. I have no imagination, no creativity (laughs) beyond whatever my sense of humor supplies me with, uh, and that does not go into video games very well, as it turns out. Being a fucking idiot doesn't lead well to video games. That all said, my God, Tears of the Kingdom's goofy fun. You can do dumb shit. They just let you huck bombs around like a lunatic. You can build four-foot dicks and fly around the sky with them. It is a blast. I can understand why people like it so much. It's better than Breath of the Wild. I'll say that right now. I mean, it's just, it's better. Like, it's it's gotta be. I mean, I'm enjoying it more. It's gotta be.
2: Yeah, I think if we did this list in two or three months, it would have swapped spots with Breath of the Wild. I think so. (laughs) Number 70, we have Skate 3. And I have nothing to say on this game other than I'm happy for you, Derek.
1: We love you, Derek. (laughs) Skate 3 is amazing. It I don't just I don't, so I don't not believe
2: that. I mean, I, I totally believe it's a great game.
1: I'm I'm upset with Derek that it's not higher on his list.
2: Oh, it's the last uh, skateboard game I've played,
0: and also probably probably the best. Wow, okay,
1: yeah. it's really good. To give you
0: an idea, Matt, they have a, a thing called the Hall of Meat, where oh, you can Hall just uh, yeah, where you can just <laughs> crash so fucking bad, and you get points for how bad you injure yourself.
2: Oh, yeah. that's like the old uh, burnout crash mode.
1: Yeah. I fucking yes.
2: loved burnout crash mode. It's one of the
4: best parts of skate. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I
2: never knew that.
1: Seeing how I can break my neck from a 300 foot fall. That's awesome. <laughs> I wonder how. <laughs> I had what, and the fact that, like, it had an onboard, like, if something happened, you could quickly. I know it's like on, it's very common now, but you could, back when it came out, you could replay and capture it. Like, yeah record the last 10 seconds oh my god some of the sounds of like your head hitting a hitting like a metal fence pole oof
2: nice dude we need more yeah. of those modes crunchy of all right number 69 nice we have assassin's creed 4 black flag
4: it's good assassin's creed it's probably the best assassin's creed because there's so little assassination and it. it's all boats <laughs> i mean honestly it's so good i mean just being a pirate and just, like, running into Blackbeard and shit is just cool as fuck. I I loved that shit. I don't even know how much time I put into it. Honestly, Edward Kenway was probably one of the most coolest people we've had since uh, Ezio. You know, because you get Connor right in the middle there, who's as dull as wood with Assassin's Creed 3. And then you go into Kenway, who's just a fucking psychopath that rides boats and boards British ships and shit. It's just so fun. It's ridiculous fun. Yeah. I, I was the first call of duty
0: I, or call of duty. I'm reading the wrong shit, um, but it was the first assassin's creed that I probably like actually put some time into. Um, I didn't, it didn't click with me as much as I wanted it to, but I do. I have a lot of respect for it. I know it's a, it's kind of a, a black sheep, so to say also, interestingly enough, they actually rec- recorded real life cannons being fired at sea to make it sound like that in the game. Um, and they worked with a group called master and commander <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> to uh, make sure it's authentic.
2: Assassin's Creed Four's longest-lasting legacy is going to be Skull and Bones, <laughs> what it eventually would become. It probably will be. Yes,
0: it's the proto Sea of Thieves, of course.
2: Yeah. No, this is a game that I tried, but I think I tried it too long after it had already been out, and same. Just couldn't get into it. Just couldn't get into it, and I know that's like sacrilege, but it hasn't aged well for what it's worth. I, I don't think so. All right, number sixty-eight. We have Call of Duty Black Ops Two.
4: Is Call of Duty Black Ops One, but with better guns and slightly more interesting, like equipment. It's there. It's just like not a whole lot to write home about, to be honest. It's a good Call of Duty game. It's a good Black Ops game. I'm not going to shit on it, but <laughs> it's just more Black Ops. It, it didn't differentiate itself too much, like three did, in my opinion. I feel like at the time it was like one of the biggest fucking deals. Like it was. It was like a, a big deal. A yeah. It was at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Number sixty-seven, we have Hunt Showdown. I don't know whose list this was on. <laughs> this <laughs> this
4: is from Evan. One hundred percent, this is from Evac. Okay, yeah. It's got to be. Okay. He plays the fuck out of it. I don't know anything about it, but he plays the fuck out of it. The only thing I know about Hunt
0: Showdown, which I looked up, until it was so interesting. You can only use proximity chat. Yeah. To make it more realistic, and you can also like do like hand gestures and shit yeah. to like kind of like gesture to people. That is so fucking awesome. I love shit like that.
2: It's a cool game. I've played very little of it. It's difficult. I actually I played with Mike a little bit and it was it's fun. It's just it's I mean it's a Tarkov-esque extraction game and it's it's hardcore.
1: Every time that I play it, I feel like I would just prefer to play Tarkov is my issue.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. All right, number sixty-six, we have Star Fox sixty-four. And I ask you, do a barrel roll, please. <laughs> My only memory of this game is. <laughs> so, <laughs> no one had fucking anything. Present. Name me the <laughs> name me the character who says that. By the way, it's the frog. I think. Slippy? I think it is. I don't know what his name is. Yeah. Do a barrel roll. Uh, whatever. Do a barrel whoever. Barrel. Whoever Maybe sounds like that. I don't know. No, no I don't think frog... it isn't. It's. I think it's Falco or someone. It's
4: not Slippy because okay. Slippy talks like this. I think. I think it's the rabbit. The frog sounds more like yeah, a femboy. Okay. It is. You're
2: right. My my only memory of this game is I was in. I was with a friend. We were really young. We were kids. We were going to like some <laughs> restaurant with my friend's family. We were in his his family minivan and he fucking somehow had an N sixty four rigged up in the minivan. Oh
0: I knew kids who
2: fucking had it's bullshit. <laughs> it was these so rich cool. little fuckers. <laughs> he wasn't even rich. I don't know how he did it. It was awesome. He was rich. He might have been he, they might have he had hit some it. money they that or his money. parents were in very intense credit card debt. One yeah, two. it was. Yeah, that could have been Same it, thing. honestly. But it was really fucking cool. That's my only memory of this game.
0: Uh, yeah, I never played it. I, I knew I only knew Fox from from Smash Bros, and then I always thought I'd want to play this, but it
2: didn't look appealing to me. Number sixty-five. This is from Ross's list, and honestly, I'm kind of interested in maybe trying this game out. Devil May Cry Five. I'm surprised I haven't played this. Have fun, Matt. Well, I'm interested because the combat director had a huge influence. Well, he was not just an influence, but he was part of the team for Final Fantasy sixteen, which is coming out soon. So Devil May Cry is a large has a large influence on the combat in Final Fantasy Sixteen.
0: I will say I actually really like Devil May Cry combat a lot. I find it really satisfying. I just... The game is so fucking... like the di- I can't stand <laughs> it, it the is, dialogue yeah. and the characters. They actually specifically um, employed a brand new technology called strand-based hair physics just to make sure Nero's hair was exactly how they wanted it to be.
2: So it's a strand
0: game. So
1: that's what they give a shit about. It's a strand-type game, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm in the other... Other fans, I I like the cringe dialogue. I yeah. can't stand the fucking combat. Whoa! Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Devil May Cry combat is actual trash. Whoa!
3: Is it just like too spam- Is
4: it just like too spammy for you? I'm honestly, I've never played one, so I'm more curious. Like, is it more too spammy, or is it just like just like over the top ridiculous
1: bullshit? You're doing over the top ridiculous bullshit, and you tickled the enemy. That's the
2: problem that people have. Okay. Yeah. Fair. The, yeah. This the the the. the bullet sponge it's the same in.
1: problem that i have with final fantasy 16
2: yeah i'm worried about that i'm worried i'm worried about that part. it was the it.
1: same issue that i had with first spoken if i'm doing big attacks i gotta i gotta feel an impact other than oh you did 16 damage nice yeah. <laughs> so i i don't know devil may cry is less of a combat game and more of a rhythm game the whole point is to hit your combos and not get hit but yeah, I don't know. The combat's just not not for me.
2: What I'm really hoping is Final Fantasy sixteen took the flashiness and like the spectra- spectacle of it and didn't take the combo part or the fucking sponge part.
1: I mean I I've I've seen a mini boss fight and I was like, this looks like it'll take fifteen minutes to kill and you're you're doing a lot <laughs> to do a very little <laughs> amount of damage. Yeah. So
2: a lot of numbers going up on screen.
1: Yeah. That was my issue with 15, too.
2: Yeah. Aww. This is a discussion for another time, but I don't yeah. understand why they fucking insist on this, like, futuristic UI and these, like, super, like, digital clock looking numbers in, like, a medieval fantasy game. I don't understand that. Japan. Japan. Yeah. All right. Number 64. We have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Legendary game absolutely legendary video game i only played the second one that's all i can say
4: i didn't play the first i I will say one the interesting fact i had about this game because i never played it either
0: really i mean i I think i rented it once on in 64 but what i was gonna say was they actually wanted to do like full professional mocap for the whole thing to make it look really realistic and they could not afford it at all oh shit so they actually set up a makeshift mocap in their office and they use like a tiny ramp and a camera capture and they like They, like, tried to all create it, like, in an office with mocap, like, really janky. And that's how they managed to do all their mocap.
2: That's awesome.
0: I thought that was really, really
2: rad. That's pretty resourceful. What's crazy is, obviously, Tony Hawk, like, you you talk about, like, maybe the greatest skateboarder of all time, but the video game series is what made him filthy fucking rich. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Like, his actual profession wasn't necessarily it. It was the... (laughs) <laughs> name the likeness being used Is that true
0: that that's like a lot of the money? Oh yeah, for him for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's wild. That's fucking
2: <laughs> gamers rise up. <laughs> yeah, <hell laughs> Tony yeah, Hawk needs to buy a Porsche. <laughs> well, not only did it put his name on an ex- incredibly well-selling video game series, but it it also made people much more aware of who he was in the early
4: 2000s. And they could have released a stinker too just with his name and yeah. they just like released a banger, so it's like damn, at least with the second one at least.
2: And that's a, that's a big part of his documentary that's on, I think, HBO or Netflix, one of the two, is talking about how like he didn't know if it was something that he wanted to do, and he decided to make the deal with Activision, and it basically made him filthy rich. All right, number 63, Forza Horizon 4. Yeah, it's a good one um
0: yeah i mean it was cool i think the big thing about forza horizon 4 that made it so rad was the the seasons i think that was a big deal and they synchronized it like across like everyone too so like you'd all experience seasons at similar times which is really cool so i mean she like that's amazing they put like dynamic weather in forza horizon 2 which was huge seasons is cool Again, just pushing the boundaries of technology. Also, I think Four was in England, I believe, which was kind of a big deal. So. It was just yeah. like the
4: whole of the UK basically. It was the UK
0: and that was the it was cool because that's like where all their studios were, so they were able oh, to like yeah. really like it was like kind of a passion project for them, especially like on top of the game already being. So, yeah, I think it was it was cool. Um it was also like we we had it for a long time because of COVID, I think. Like it ended up lasting a bit. So it was one of the longer cycles I think for Forza. So I think that a lot of people have a lot of love for it because of that and like kind of being there at the new console console gen. But I mean it was, it was all right. I kind of fell off by this point
4: personally. I I I fell off a little bit with it too. I I enjoy, it's probably my favorite Forza Horizon game to this point, but I I tend to agree it just kind of fell off for me, but it, it was it was fun. I mean the driving and location honestly was probably the biggest thing for me. I don't like the location in Forza 5 and I just think that the UK served it so well with all its unique seasons. It was just so fun to just like drive. Like there were times I weren't even doing races. I was just exploring around the entirety of the country, I'm just having a blast.
2: Yeah, Josh, you don't like the location of Forza Horizon Five. Why don't you just say "build the wall"? <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ, Josh, getting canceled today. Number sixty-two. We have Factorio. Factorio, Mike. Tell us about this game.
1: <laughs> it wasn't on my list.
2: I know it wasn't on your list, but this is, this is some nerdy, nerdy shit that I'm sure you've played.
1: Wow. I've only <laughs> played it literally this year because I didn't own it before then. It's a really well-received 2D factory-making defense game. It's good. I, I don't know what else to say because I literally haven't played this game more than uh, 36 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> also so, noting, it's a it's a solo dev which is pretty cool is it yes. really yeah okay yeah
2: wow good for them
0: i don't like being singled out like this being typecast
2: well, yeah you are
0: when we get to ooblets mike we'll call <laughs> yeah. you next, otherwise we won't bother Listen, if
1: ooblets was on steam <laughs> i'd be playing it but it's not so why did i
2: fucking tell you
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right number 61 dragon quest 8 This was a shocking one on someone's list. I don't remember whose list it was, but yeah.
0: I don't know. When it came out, it got the Guinness World Record for the most voice-acted characters in a video game. That's... That's cool. It's pretty cool, yeah.
4: Polar opposite to Skyrim for the least voice-acted characters. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: They were all voice-acted just by the same 10 people.
2: I feel like uh, the Old Republic probably broke that record. I'm sure. All right, number 60, we have Undertale, a game that just like... I feel like I'm normally into like these weird kind of solo dev just these strange games and I have no interest in Undertale. But Josh, I know you've played, Mike, I know you've played. I wow. gave
4: up. I've
0: played too. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll get
4: mine out of the way cuz mine's less interesting. I uh, I'm bad at th- the combat that's offered and I'm also just I don't, the music was great. The like world was unique. It just never really super clicked with me. Not enough for me to push through it. I felt like a lot of the combat just felt like bullshit to me. But I I accept that I'm probably in the in the minority on that. Toby Fox wrote over 100
1: songs for Undertale. <laughs> That's a lot of Undertale songs. Undertale is played by a lot of orchestras. Yep.
0: And a lot of weird, weeby, sad
1: tweens. Undertale was given as a gift to the Pope. Oh, Undertale is gift. the
0: name of the location where dogs buttholes.
2: All right. Are. So, number 59. Delta
1: Rune is Undertale, <laughs> but spelled differently.
2: No way. Really? That's yeah, cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Number 59, Paul, we have Life is Strange. Take yep. it away.
0: That was me. That was on my list. Um, I just fucking love Life is Strange. It's the only game to me. Ma- I think it's probably the only game to make me like sob uncontrollably. Wow. Um, like I got to tear up at a lot of video games for sure. Like not a lot, but I mean like, you know, if it's like a really t- intense plot point, you know, I'll tear up. But I sobbed at uh, the alternate future of uh, fucking Chloe in, in Life is Strange. So, yeah, shit, shit's intense. Fucking love that shit. Um lots of other games that they make are great. Leather Life of Stranges are cool, but this one is the fucking goat. And yes. yeah. The only other thing I was gonna say um is I just look I just found this out. Initially they were gonna have Max's power be instead of controlling time, controlling animals. She could possess animals. Oh. Uh, I'm much happier with um the time thing. I yeah. think that worked better than For pretending sure. to be a squirrel and shitting everywhere.
2: <laughs> really good game. I like Life is Strange. I really yeah. do. I just It's weird how it feels like they really sort of... They never were able to capture that original magic with the other games. You know why? Why? Not gay enough. Oh, true. Yeah.
0: Was True Colors not gay enough? Uh, Well, actually, yeah. I mean, True Colors, you could be gay for sure. Uh, More confirmedly than you could with Chloe. You could actually like romance Steph. But Steph uh, wasn't... dude just fucking Pricefield is such a good chip like just give us more of this shit man like just just more of these like reluctant shy lesbian relationships i don't know man it just works
1: stick to i don't what even you think know. it's that i think it's the fact that like while you're playing it you don't know if she is or isn't yeah, which is more point. like identifiable yeah, with yeah. that age group. Yeah, you don't know because you don't know. It's like Max's first time, out.
0: like liking a girl, and it's her friend, and she doesn't know if she feels the yeah. same
1: way. And it's like it's very much then, that feeling. And yeah, then you got point. you know go ape, who's, who's trying to <laughs> go ape Warren. I love Warren. Warren's. I love a lot Me of those too. characters, even Me like too? some of the side characters. The one. Gosh, the one girl who you can like save in every yeah, episode—I um oh, I forget her name—but yeah, I know what you I mean. forget her name. But like, I love her because it's just like she's a side character that you can either make sure that her day is going well or make sure her day is going she shit. Dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I—I I will say with life is strange. It's almost like I don't know the last episode five or whatever the last episode was. That I was think last it was one five. Yeah. I was very turned off by the ending of it. Got dark. It's not even that it got dark. I, I, the choices matter thing really bugged me. It oh, Bay or me. Bay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like everything comes comes down to one decision. One decision doesn't matter what you did in the whole
2: game, right? And and there yeah. is a canon decision, so that's that that's what bothers me in these sort of things. And the
0: canon yeah. decision is the decision you
1: <laughs> that is probably like morally incorrect, but I don't care. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Um, I think like the story that they had and the arc that they had, like, I feel like it would have been perfectly fine as a not decision-based game for the most part. Like if it was on rails and just you experience the entirety of episode four and five and then do my decision, what I did, which was not morally incorrect.
2: Yeah, nah. (laughs) gotta save the bay save the, save, save arcadia save,
1: no no save your bay no no absolutely not <laughs> um yeah if you if you i i feel like that has such a good that's such a good storytelling arc that it could just existed that way but i understand that they want to make a choices matters game also it's really fucked up that someone actually put real blood on her wall yeah like in her yeah. dorm room it turns brown over yeah. the episodes like, like that's like blood. blood yeah like <laughs> it starts off red and it turns brown it's not paint i'm like did no one report this <laughs> yeah. by the way spoilers
2: for life is strange uh, big, <laughs> big spin out it's an for old game. a
1: while
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right number 58 we Jesus have pokemon Christ. gold and silver this was on my list this i was not the only one i don't think to have this on their list for me, I know. I know. Mike said, "Here, here's one thing that I I did struggle with. I struggled with either putting gold and silver or Heart Gold and Soul Silver on my list. Yeah, because Heart Gold and Soul Silver is the same game but better. It's a remake, and it's it's basically like you know Leaf Green, Fire Red. It is basically the same game, just better. And my thing was it came down to the fact that I just played Silver and Gold so much more than I did." The remakes. So that's what I had to go with. I think it is. I know Mike said Platinum is the best Pokemon game, and I'm not going to disagree with that. I think that's definitely possible. But for me, Pokemon Gold and Silver is quintessential Pokemon and my
1: favorite game.
2: Although Heart Gold and Soul Silver is probably my favorite, but Silver and Gold is the one that I played the most.
1: I like Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I do not like Silver and Gold, mainly because Silver and Gold was rushed and not finished correctly. Uh, which is why I like Heart Gold and Soul Silver more. I won't tirade because I, I I accept that people like gold and silver and that's fine. But I have big issues with gold and silver. <laughs> I I've read a lot about the development process and why it is the way it is. But that being said, going back to Kanto is really fucking lit. So cool.
2: It's it's insane that it had essentially it had the original games in the game. <laughs> so cool all right number 57 we have mass effect 3 i'm one of those weird people who have never played a mass effect game but i know the three of you have so let's hear it you you should you should play mass effect play
4: mass effect legendary editions out plays great it's fantastic i like mass effect 3 i had the unique opportunity when playing it to play it way after it like released like probably three years after the release uh so i didn't experience all the like turmoil and bullshit with the ending because i right. i watched the original endings it was bad uh they shorted up enough for me to enjoy it uh that on top of having all the dlc immediately made it way more palatable i think my experience made it unique to make me want to put it a little higher on my list i just enjoyed it i thought it was a great conclusion i thought it was fun uh so long as you complete everything that you need to to get a proper ending it, it is satisfying which is Unfortunate that you have to do that. It's just it's part of it, which is a damn shame, but I did it. Uh, and it's I I enjoyed the hell out of it. I the Citadel DLC in Mass Effect 3 to this day is one of my favorites. I just nothing has fucked me up more. And all you do is just talk to people. Like that's half the game is just jokes and talking to people. It makes you love and appreciate all the companions you've built up over all the time you played Mass Effect, and it just builds it up so incredibly well
0: yeah that's what our our buddy spencer was the one who uh was one of the people who put this as like his top game on his list uh i think three was his top mass effect and uh he was saying like he knows that it will be controversial but he likes the ending
2: that's true i i, I always forget that like it's a beloved game but yeah the ending was v- very bad. controversial
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was bad and it didn't make sense all right, That's number
2: 56. Okay. Number 56, we have Sonic Mania. That was me. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> Best 2D Sonic game. Yep, pretty much. I don't. Nothing else to say. All right. Really good. Music's Fair enough. A+. Plus.
2: Fair enough. 55, we have Bioshock Infinite. This was me. I don't know if it was any, <laughs> on anyone else's list, but this was definitely on mine. It's the game that got me back into gaming. It's the game that's because I didn't originally play the original Bioshock games and still haven't. And I, this whole week I've been like fighting with myself wanting to play a Bioshock, but trying to just play a Jedi survivor. But, uh, Bioshock infinite, the game that got me into back into video games. It's the game that got me into learning about who Ken Levine was and learning a lot from him as far as writing goes and, and stuff like that. So even though I haven't played all of his games, he still is sort of like, a Not like, a, don't want to say like an idol to me, but someone that I look up to as far as like writing goes. And so cool guy. I know he's probably not an easy guy to work for from what we've heard, but probably, probably, probably. (laughs) But Judas, I'm excited about it. Bowershock Infinite, great game. I would recommend it to everyone. I think it's really good. All right, number 54, we have Donkey Kong Country 2. I don't think I've played this game.
0: Uh, I don't think I played it either. I'm kind of remiss that I never got to play Donkey Kong Country games. I think they all pretty much were in were SNES things. That was kind of a big sell for them, um, which I just never, ever played SNES. So I, I kind of missed out. I really wanted to get in a tropical freeze when that came out, because I know that was kind of like a return to form, but never. I kind of missed it. All I know about Donkey Kong Country 2 was that there was like a secret ending you could get if you did like fucking every 100% of the game, which is kind of oh. cool for like SNES days. Yeah, Donkey Kong
4: Country 2 fucking slapped. Hell yeah. Honestly, a lot of it's... Uh, I love the music in Donkey Kong Country 1, uh, but 2 just has the perfect mixture of music and gameplay. I just think they they nailed that nice little middle ground of being platformery and fun, but also having like some of the best soundtracks you've heard. I mean, Aquatic Ambience from Donkey Kong Country 1 is goaded, but Stickerbush Symphony from like Donkey oh. Kong Country 2 absolute fucking banger like if you played dkc2 and you go up and look at up look up that song you'll know what i'm talking about shit slaps
2: love it those are some great polls i i may have played this game on game boy game boy advance or something like that but i uh i definitely played donkey kong country one all right 53 we have final fantasy 7 the original game not the remake this is a game i've never played but having played remake sort of makes me a little bit intrigued to go back and maybe try it out, but I don't know. Any of you have you had any exposure to Final Fantasy seven?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, it, uh, I'm like I'm like trying to be very careful with what can't I can't describe
0: it. It's so wonderful.
1: No, I don't want to say anything spoilery for Matt. It's iconic. It's yeah. iconic for good reasons. Storytelling, character development. The gameplay is fine. I mean, it's a JRPG. It doesn't really. I don't. I don't think for the time it really revolutionized the gameplay at all. It just was an incredible story that is iconic in gaming. Like, I'm surprised that like you like I was talking to Josh about it, and he was talking about how like something got spoiled for him, and then he told me what was. I'm just like, oh. And he's like, that's the only thing that got spoiled for me. I'm like, how have you not heard about anything else? So I'm surprised that people can still be not spoiled of Final Fantasy VII because I feel like, I mean, I didn't really play it, but I know exactly what happens in the story. And I know, like, I can visualize cinematics from it, having not played it at all. So... Like I I remember what they look like.
2: I think it depends on the circles that you were in, probably as a kid, because I didn't really know anyone that played Final Fantasy VII. Neither did I. Interesting. I did watch Advent Children at some point, but I don't. I don't remember it at
1: all. Yeah. Just uh, you owe me a pizza. There you go.
3: Oof.
2: (laughs) Number fifty-two. We have Ghost of Tsushima. I would recommend this game to everybody. I love Ghost of Tsushima, fantastic game, one of the most beautiful games I've played. Not even just like from a realistic graphic standpoint, but just from like an artistry standpoint, just so good. I think when I was playing this what like 2 years ago at this point, a year ago, whatever it was, I was talking about how the forests actually feel very dense, which is something that you don't often get in video games. You you probably get it in something like Red Dead 2, which is yeah. trying to be very true to life, but and Ghost of Tsushima, like the bamboo forest, the really dense forest that you get with like the thunderstorms, really good vibes. I love Ghost of Tsushima and I would recommend it to anyone.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing the original E3 stuff uh, for this game and just being blown away. Like Rachel, who isn't even like particularly to like AAA, well, I mean, more so now, but especially at the time playing like AAA RPGs was like, just like, whoa, like we need to get this when it comes out. Never did. But uh, it is it is on the backlog list forever because it just looks incredible. It's like this amazing painterly style mixed with like photorealism. Like, get the
4: fuck out of here.
2: What? Yeah, that's awesome. All right, number 51, we have Fallout 4. Mama
4: mia. This was my second favorite Fallout game. New Vegas was my, uh, my 76 first. 76
0: being the top, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I am a famous masochist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I know Fallout Four is not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, I personally just thought the the wonderful world that they built, mixed with all of the nice little camps and like supply lines I could build. I'll admit they're not very Fallout, but I enjoyed the fuck out of them regardless. It also has my favorite DLC in any game, like Rivaling maybe Mass Effect Three uh, with Far Harbor. I thought Far Harbor was just fantastic, minus like one small part of the game where you have to do some bullshit puzzles that are horrible. But other than that, Fallout 4 is cash. I love that shit. I, I just, it is a Todd Howard Bethesda game where he just went hog wild with what his ideas were. And you can tell he did, but fuck it for whatever reason. I don't mind that. And I had a goddamn blast with it. Voice protagonist and all.
0: I just want to say, I also fucking really liked fallout four. And I think voice Protag was a, a huge sell for me. Actually. Um, as much as I do love Fallout 3 a lot, actually, um, and Fallout New Vegas, but I do have, like, I played the most Fallout 3 probably in my time. But yeah, I really like the voice Protag. I think it's cool to have a game with that option where I just want to, like, chill on the couch and, like, not fucking even read anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has kind of, like, a more kickback vibe, which I know isn't what Fallout is supposed to be. But, like, I don't know. I think it was fun. As long as they, like, maybe go back to the roots, the next one, I'm fine with it. But I thought it was cool.
1: I don't mind voice Protag. tag. I- do mind lack of choice in my options but yeah it's fallout 4 it's not my favorite it's not the worst fallout game <laughs> it's
4: not the best though i will i will happily attest that i am a it's not it's not your favorite but fuck it
2: for whatever reason it clicked that's one of those push and pull tug of war things where voice tag, awesome We're going to have less choices, (laughs) less choices for dialogue because it's going to be really fucking expensive.
4: You won't be nice. You won't be mean. Won't be sarcastic.
1: Yeah. I want to sell products. You can you can do all that, but it has to be. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> i <laughs> i do really like the
0: the mod where it just shows you uh everything that you're going to say in a thing so you
4: don't accidentally yeah. pick something that fucking that's nice yeah. like kill someone <laughs> then making it vague was goofy as shit yeah
1: it was so stupid it's like what is is more words gonna cost you more more money to make the game? Like, no. People People, Put don't, the want, words on people the screen. don't want reads. Yeah, yeah, the
4: selection was like, yes, and then you'd say yes, but also murder your family. Yeah. Like, who the <laughs> fuck?
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, that's not what I chose, but okay.
2: All right, number 50. I feel like this is a really appropriate spot for this game. Yep. Minecraft. It's great. It's <laughs> Minecraft.
0: It's <laughs> fucking great. It launched... I think it kind of launched let's plays a little bit. I mean, like a certain version of them. It was a turning point for me as like a young person. Like it was a, I remember I have a flashball moment of playing the first week I played Minecraft and it like blew my mind. I put like fucking 60 hours into that shit. At least Um, I went outside and all the buildings look like fucking Minecraft you know, it's Minecraft. I mean, it's fucking it's and it's so good, but it's also like it's Minecraft. It's it's it is what it is. Fifty is perfect. Matt, you're so right.
2: It's pure genius because so many not generations, but like like sub-generations have played this game. Like the kids nowadays, like young kids who are like six, seven, eight years old, they like Minecraft. And the kids who are like in their early 20s who grew up on Minecraft also loved Minecraft. It's it's crazy that it, it has spanned so far within like across two generations. It's it's wild. It's so weird how
4: since like you know I'm almost fucking 30, like I I almost feel nostalgic for them. Like I can understand like the music, the vibes, the exploration. I can understand entirely why an 8 to 12 year old would have been fucking just enraptured by this shit yeah like they would have just like this is just legos in just an open world that you can do whatever and it releasing on xbox just shot it up to the stratosphere minecraft isn't you know anywhere
2: near my top 20 but i mean it's it's warranted for sure on phones and ipad too i think that was a gateway drug for a, a lot of kids too all right number 49 we have super mario rpg legend of the seven stars which was, this was a a Dre Entry here and entry here and I, entry. I uh, An entry. And I have I have nothing to say about this game other than I, I'm glad that it exists, but this is this is a unique entry within the top fifty. Yeah, like I love Mario
0: RPGs. Like I played a lot of like Paper Mario as a kid, and that was my that was my fucking jam. But I never played this one, so I don't know. Sure, it's great. I played it.
1: It's really good. Like got really good humor. I think you could probably thank it for the existence of like paper mario like i don't think without this game paper mario oh, exists yeah. so um no it's it, it's a really good rpg it, it's very jrpg it's like it, it's basically paper mario but not paper and also really funny
2: and you can thank it for mario and luigi's superstar saga which is a beloved game too i mean that wouldn't exist without this either yeah Alright, forty-eight, we have Sonic Adventure. Motherfucking Big the Cat, <laughs> baby. Was this on multiple lists? Was this was on your list, Paul?
0: This was not on my list.
2: Oh. Wow.
0: Sonic Adventure 2, which is coming up soon, is on my list. But Sonic Adventure? Not on my list. Is that a Mike list? No, it's a Ross list. Oh Ross. Well, I appreciate it. I was not a huge I played Sonic Adventure after playing Sonic Adventure 2, so for me. It was kind of I put like DRX director's cut, like the GameCube one. Yeah, oh, and, yeah uh, me too. It was yeah, it was like fine, but it felt unrefined compared to two. I liked like the overworld kind of open world stuff was cool, but it also was like jank as fuck and felt weird. So I don't know. It was fine, but it, it was hard to play after two.
1: I'm a I'm a big the cat fan, but yeah um I do prefer two over this one. And Sorry, you're a big fan one. of the
0: cat or you're a big the cat fan? I'm big the cat fan
1: sorry you're a big fan of the cat yes thank you when he appeared in sonic frontiers i was overjoyed it was great yeah so happy that i got to go fishing with big matt's grimacing right now just hearing yeah he, he hates everything that i'm saying it's fine
2: all right number 47 we have tony hawk's pro skater 2 which i think is objectively the best tony hawk game probably it's just so good Better than thug? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, better than thug. It is. It's it's go
4: to with the sauce. I, I remember like just collecting all the letters yeah. and getting all of the different skateboarders who are like, I know who these people are. I didn't have a fucking clue who they were. <laughs> uh, but it was just so much fun. Spider
2: Man. He was in this game.
4: Yes. That's right. Oh my god, you could be yeah. spider. You could go to Tokyo and like do like a thousand flips. Oh, Tokyo. God damn. It. This game was just like childlike wonder in a like skateboard game. You could like yeah. break all your limbs without actually having to break them.
2: Such a good game. You kind of make me want to play
4: game. the the remaster or the remake.
3: That a sounds, little
2: bit, yeah. Yeah. I still haven't played it. Surprisingly, I thought I would have at this point. All right, so we're coming up to what we just noticed as an error at number forty-six. We have Dark Souls again. So like the original Dark Souls. So here's what I want to let everyone know. If we combine the points of Dark Souls, which is at number 76, and the Dark Souls that is at 46, it would be number 23 on the list. So there you go. It would be number 23. So it would be in the top 25. So there you go. And because of that, I'm also going to include what would have been the new 100. So just imagine all the numbers that we're going to go through. Just imagine (laughs) that they would actually be off by one. But the new 100... I'll quickly mention it. it would have been StarCraft Two. So StarCraft Two, right. welcome to the top 100. Valid, super fair, yeah,
1: yeah. Also, uh, now Minecraft is
3: 49. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you know what's nice though?
0: StarCraft 64 is now 64. I noticed it was one off. Thank you.
2: <laughs> All right, number 45. We have Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Uh,
0: what, rinse, repeat.
2: Copy paste. The remakes. Better version. The better version. I think objectively the better version. It's just, you know, whether or not you have a certain nostalgia for the originals. 44 Sonic Adventure 2.
0: Dude, fucking let's go. Matt uh Mike Ismus is on your list. Yeah.
1: It was on mine too. Fuck yeah. It's great. It's amazing. I mean. Yeah. Who who thought you were gonna get two games? in one and then a true ending like oh my god in a yeah. sonic game who would have totally. done that
0: heroes villains don't forget the fucking chow garden which holy hey. shit like i spent more time in the chow garden than i did playing any other part of that game and i played through the whole game but like chow garden dude that is endless replayability and it's adorable dude fuck it also you when tails like you're always in the robot suit but then when you're in the chow garden you can do the flying with the the spinny tail thing classic tails That was felt so freeing to be able to do that. Oh man. Just a great game overall. A banger. I will say like, I have not like played a lot of Sonic games since then. So I I will say like, it's not like I'm a, like a big Sonic game player, but I have a lifetime respect of love, respect and love for Sonic because of how much I fucking love this
2: game. Absolutely. All right. 43. We have the legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, the famed GameCube game. Or a Wii game, depending on how you look at it, yeah, never played it. I never played it,
1: me neither. uh it's got midna in it, and you turn into a wolf, yeah, you yeah, turn I into the wolf. wolf,
2: I knew that, yeah, yeah, that's the thing, yep, yeah.
1: that's all I know, and all right it that was like a weird period where like we take <laughs> you know wholesome kids' characters and turn them into animals, like yeah, Sonic, Sonic Unleashed. Unleashed, yeah, I'm just like, why. <laughs> did mario well mario now is turning into t-rexes and shit so yeah, yeah,
0: but little, yeah. Nintendo, mario had nintendo classically suit. late to the party yeah. here catsuit that's true yeah yeah that's more of a fetish thing though it's not like a full animal change
1: <laughs> like the, the reaction that i that i saw to the mario movie of when the fuck does he get a cat suit? that's not canon this is you're trying to make kids into furries and it's like no nah, no nah, he's always had a cat suit.
0: i mean yeah they are but they've been doing it for a decade
2: <laughs> oh we've got tanuki uh, yeah tanuka Mario.
0: yeah all right 42 jackie robinson
2: famously very true yeah 42 true yeah. yeah we have halo 2 i think my first ever collector's edition for a game nerd um, yeah the steelbook dude hell yeah did you steal it yeah no i didn't i paid full price thank god i would have called day. the police fucking now statute
0: yeah. of limitations be damned
2: no but i love halo 2 this is very high up on my list this halo 2 is my personal favorite halo game just the introduction of the dual wielding weapons just halo halo 2 man i so many hours spent in lockout playing rockets only or swords only just so much fun playing split screen halo 2 just amazing game
1: that was cool (laughs) (laughs)
3: all right
2: neato you got to fight
1: scarabs that was neat energy sword
0: i I will say the fucking campaign for halo 2 is my favorite halo campaign and like the whole arbiter storyline and like the fucking grave mind at the end like dude i fucking love halo 2's campaign just gotta throw that out there
4: it is greatly improved by the anniversary edition too
2: oh okay it It is unlike
4: halo one it's so good
2: All right, forty-one. We have Sid Meier's Civilization Five,
0: the definitive Civilization game. Yeah, I'd like to point really out is.
4: that I am undefeated in this game in multiplayer. Whoa! I have a Whoa. absolute one hundred percent win loss ratio because I was playing with friends and we hopped into Sid Meier Five. Uh, you know, hanging out, vibing. I make friends with all of the city states. Two people that got bombed by the really aggressive folks. I was like, "Hey, you want to vote for me to win to screw these guys over?" They were like, "Fuck it, let's do it." So, I won a diplomatic vote.
2: of yeah, people
4: dude. who just hated <laughs> the people who were bombing everybody. <laughs> it was fantastic, and I haven't played the game since. I mean, why why would you ever play again when you beat when you beat the game? Yeah. I
2: absolutely won't, honestly. I I will hold that to the grave, honestly. Josh Famously the first person to shorten it, not to Civ 5, but Sid Meyer 5. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Sid 5. Sid yeah, five. Sid 5.
0: Uh, no, I fucking love Civ 5. It's the first Civ I ever played uh, like properly, and uh, I, I lose tons of time in this game like everyone does. And I, I recently tried to get into 6 on like a... I got the big bundle for really cheap, and... It's not I don't like it as much. I, I was I thought it was overhyped that it wasn't as fun, but I'm just not I'm not digging it. I'm a I'm a five I'm a five Andy.
2: That's fair. All right, number forty we have Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Good game. It's
1: a really, really good Souls game and it's probably my favorite.
2: Yeah, this was Ross's number one game on his list, and it supposed to have shown up on someone else's list.
1: It showed up on a lot of lists. Okay. Yeah.
2: So people like this game it's a good game too difficult i'll never play it
0: this is one of the most like thematically interesting souls likes to me like this is For one sure. that like it requires
1: time and effort whereas i don't feel like souls games do that's my hot take
4: yeah, that's a fair hot take but also it's just pressing the lb button like <laughs> it's just uninteresting to me i just i've yeah, tried souls
1: games are just pressing b and, uh, <laughs> souls rolling.
4: games are just rolling and i think that and really just boils is just down... jumping and exactly ongo bongo, and so and and point? ongo bongo exactly that's why none <laughs> of them are any interesting at all and they're all bad games no i think that <laughs> <laughs> i think that Sekiro is just for a very specific group of people that like that gameplay style and if it suits you it's perfect it's great unfortunately it doesn't suit me because I prefer to dodge. Parrying just gets a little old to me. It's not more of a dance. It just feels more like a
1: tedious task. I just don't really like it. Sekiro is not for quitters. That's all. It's fair. Say. Have you beat Bloodborne? No, because that game's terrible. <laughs> Whoa. I'll die on, on that here.
0: I think I see Josh's
1: wife. It's not like on
4: here right now. It fell off. On a plane. Yeah, no, I didn't put it on here. I was just talking <laughs> shit. Just because I don't like Sekiro.
1: <laughs> no, that's fine. I know you don't like Sekiro.
2: Yeah, spoiler alert. Bloodborne didn't make the list. It was close. It didn't make it. No. Also, I do want to fix a correction here. Uh, Ross did not put Sekiro in number one. He put it number two. Sonic yeah. Adventure was his number one. Sonic Love, Adventure
1: yeah. was his number one. Love to hear it. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Number 39, we have The Witness.
1: That was me. That was it you? Is a puzzle game. It's actually like really like, ah, oh, God. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, there's a moment in The Witness where you're, like, I had an epiphany moment, and I was Whoa. like, no, I can do this, and it just, that capstoned the game for me, like, I I still remember the moment, and it was peak, like, I, I don't know what else to say without spoiling it, but it's like... Yeah. Like, you transcend to another plane of existence type moment. I'm just like, oh, my God. And then it's like, shit, I got to play the rest of the game again. I
2: think it's hard to talk about The Witness because it is yeah. it it's is a, puzzle, a game. puzzle game through and through. Like, it is puzzle after puzzle. If you like that, you're going to love the game. Yeah. Number 38, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. For me, I think it's the best Uncharted game this was near the top for me. I think this was what, was my number four game. I love Uncharted Four. I know it's somewhat controversial to say it's the best Uncharted. A lot of people say two, but I do think Uncharted Four is just fantastic. It is a very Why cinematic do people say experience. Two? Yeah, two two is among the favorite Uncharted games, and that's typically the answer when people when you ask someone what their favorite one is. And I don't know. Uncharted Four is great, and I didn't include on my list the. What was essentially DLC, but a standalone game, Lost Legacy, another fantastic game. So it's not on here, but it spun out of Uncharted 4, another good game. And yeah, I don't know. I I love it. I would recommend it. And I think it's it's one of those games you can even play it having not played the first three Uncharted games. Although you get way more out of it if you have spent all that time with the characters. Number 37, we have League of Legends. Yeah, it's a good
0: game. Um... (laughs) The best game I've ever played were I got called, I don't know, every racial slur I've ever heard of. (laughs) By Josh's clan.
4: Let's, let's, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let's be honest. I mean, I hated League of Legends up to a point. I'm enjoying it a little more now, but that doesn't expunge the hatred I have for it for God knows how many years. That said, it produced probably the most passionate and interesting, like, championship mentality. It's the most easy to watch like esports game, I think it yep. could have pioneered the. I mean, I think it kind of did the esports league like, legacy for sure. So I mean, credit to it. I, I mean, it's still even to this day. Like I'm bad at it, but I'm a little less competitive, so I can enjoy it. It's fun. It really is.
0: I uh, yeah. I've, I mean, I've played League on and off since 2011. But like I've gone through phases, like I'm at my lowest probably now where I play like once, you know, or twice a year, like very, very rarely in the last couple of years, I'll just kind of get into a vibe. I have been recently actually playing, but, but honestly, yeah, this has been like, uh, this is a game that I just come on and off with. There's like a friend I play specifically with, and it's always been like a fun thing to just like, hey, we haven't played games in a while, or hey, we're bored hop on we'll like kind of chitty chat but like also we don't have to we can just kind of like talk about the game and just kind of like be like they're in this lane how's your build we got to like it's just like we're very immersed in like what's going on because there's so much going on and it's kind of a fun way to like uh it's kind of like almost like a fun way to catch up without having to catch up (laughs) which is fun with people and also yeah i just find it like super easy to get into and it gives you like that power fantasy when you do well and if you don't do well, there's always like, like Civ wise, like there's that one more turn. Like I'll play one more game, even though it takes fucking forever. I'm like, I, I've always fallen into that trap of like, okay, that was a bad game, but that's okay. There was like this mitigating factor. I'm going to end on a win. We're going to end the night on a win. We're going to end the night on a win. And it'll be like four in the morning. I'll be like, we're not going to end the night on a win, but it's okay. I don't know. There's something about League that just like brings me back every time. It's, uh, it's very addictive. Number
2: 36, we have Celeste.
1: Also mine yeah celeste for me didn't click the first time i played it um i actually got it on my switch and i blamed the switch controls for being garbage for why i stopped playing it but then i got on pc and uh i couldn't stop playing it and i did speed running of it and i learned a bunch of little techniques and stuff uh and did a whole lot of completion stuff in it and for me like it's really interesting. It's the first game that I kind of understand the use of game design in the sense of like it's a 2D platformer and the levels are designed to make you feel certain ways to help complement the narrative story behind it. Like a lot of 2D platformers can be like, okay, you jump through the level and then here's a cutscene that feeds you the story. But the actual act of going through the levels, especially in the uh, end game content, really gives you an emotional like tether to what the char- the main character is feeling. And that's incredible in a game that is literally jumping from platform to platform. So,
0: yeah, I feel like it's like the ultimate game
1: for impact. For sure. Ultimate <laughs> for, for, game all for time. impact. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
2: All right, moving on to number 35. We have The Last of Us Part One, which, for the purposes of this whole thing, just kind of combine Last of Us Part One with the original Last of Us, The Last of Us Remaster, all that kind of shit. Just all three put versions. Put them all into one. Yeah, all three versions. Just put them all into one and Last of Us Part One right here. And the show, right? That like gets included. And not the show, not the show. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> oh, I would prefer the show to be included.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Was Zaddy? So, Last of Us Part One, it's a masterpiece of a video game. Obviously, this was near the top of my list. What was it for me? It was number. I had this at my number three. So, this is very Ty- high up for me. I just think it's nearly a perfect video game, especially like from a narrative standpoint, from a cinematic narrative standpoint, it is nearly a perfect video game. I recognize why it isn't going to be for everybody, but. For me, I love it, and that's why it's so high up on my list. And I'm glad it's here in the top 35 of our top 100.
4: I mean, narratively, it's probably one of my favorite games I've played to this point, so it's warranted. I think it broke me down and ruined me, so yeah, credit to it. It was really good. All right, number 34,
2: we have Bioshock. It was a good game. <laughs> have none of us played Bioshock? I did. I played all of Bioshock. I yeah, you played, played BioShock. all of Bioshock, Paul.
0: Yeah, multiple times. Really? Yeah.
2: I had no idea. Would you
0: kindly? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would you kindly?
2: I had no idea.
0: Yeah. It's, I played it when I played it uh a long time ago when I was like a kid, but I also played it uh four years ago, like
3: through. Okay.
0: And uh yeah, it's it's great. I, I mean there's some really creepy stuff. It's one of those games that like I think doesn't hold up the same now, but you can see how it was such a massive stepping stone to stuff we got later. I mean, like, I think, like, the ultimate twist and some of, like, the the narrative, like, it's, like, the, the, the illusion of choice is very, like, you are evil, fuck it, either a fucking Satan or you're the nice guy, and it's very, I don't know, it's fine, but it plays with a lot of, like, really intriguing stuff that I think games took more narrative chances in, like, AAA titles after that.
2: This has been on my list forever, and I just watched the... I don't know if you guys know... The YouTube channel called Gamers, where like the A is a V, it's like upside down or whatever. It's just stylistically that's how it's spelled. But they do video game documentaries, and they just did one on Bioshock and basically the whole franchise. And even before that, I had been like grappling all weekend and the prior week, like saying oh, I'm gonna finally start Bioshock, but then I started Star Wars instead. I it's always one of those things where I'm like I'm gonna eventually get to it, but I never do. I really want to.
0: you would i think you would really like bioshock
2: i think so too i i just need to play it all right number 33 we have portal 2 a game that i can't play without throwing up i can't believe that game got your ass with the motion sickness
4: like it's so great but it also makes sense because i mean you know i you're you're literally jumping through portals and looking through one way going a completely another way it'd be like driving on the interstate and immediately switching into oncoming traffic. Just <laughs> right. not a good idea. But I, yeah, Portal 2's fucking good. I, I
0: like how you describe that as like, not
4: a good idea. Like, that's <laughs> the,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the level of danger I would call, I don't know, like, not a good idea.
4: It's pretty yeah. chill, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. A big semi-headed towards your way, it's fine, just verve out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Portal 2. I think it's great. Fantastic. I like it, and it's a fucking puzzle game. Yeah, I so badly wish I could play it. So
0: many people put it as like their number one game of all time. It's always on like the top 10 or even top five lists of games. I just don't play puzzle games that much, especially, I don't know, man. I just never clicked for me. I played the original one and I just kind of bounced off. Uh, Maybe I'll give it another try because I just like, it's so iconic. Also, I just want to hear Cave Johnson. I've watched like all, I've watched, I've regularly watched Cave Johnson Quote compilations on YouTube like over and over again because I fucking I love like the backstory and like the whole concept of everything that went down there and like you hear the deterioration in his voice and the whole fucking thing is incredible and J.K. Simmons is awesome but I just like I I don't know want to do the puzzle stuff I just want to hear that
1: you just want (laughs) to hear when life gives you lemons give the lemons back back
0: (laughs) (laughs) you asked to speak to their manager yeah
1: (laughs) yeah that was like Portal Two is surprisingly tragic. It is like surprisingly tragic. And then, you know, the rest of the game (laughs) happens.
2: All right. Number 32, we have fable and I can imagine whose list this was on. I think this was on a couple lists, but uh, Josh
4: wasn't on my list. We ain't got Fable in here. Yeah, no, I never played uh, the first fable.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, it was fable. It was faves number two.
1: Yeah, I never played the first fable. I played fable two. I watched Josh try to play fable one. And I'm I'm in the josh camp of it does not stand up.
4: It it did not age well. (laughs) Even the remastered it aged about as poorly as just like a a banana. It just did not go well.
2: (laughs) I love the idea of aging as poorly as a banana. That got me. Number thirty-one, we have battlefield four. Oh no love this shit. Battlefield four
4: is my favorite battlefield, it's not even close. As far as my list goes, it made uh, nine. So as far as shooters go, it's my second favorite shooter. I love Battlefield Four. I think it's fucking fantastic. All of the different like ways you could play with all the unique servers. Being able to just go onto like an Operation Metro map with like a thousand kills being the requirement, and it's just a bunch of fucking idiots with a bunch of assault rifles and like. Revives just flying down a subway hall, just spamming bullets is the best thing ever. I I think Battlefield Four has was like the peak of Battlefield. A lot of people
2: argue Battlefield One, but Battlefield Four to me was just cracked. I love it. Yeah, so it scored really well on your list and Patreon supporter Cole T. So that's that's basically a oh, train to- baby. Yeah, that's how it got to where it was on the
0: list. Based. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Battlefield Four was was pretty sick. It wasn't as good as the Battlefield Two demo uh, that Matt and I played, but uh, pretty good. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, number thirty, we have The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild.
4: <sighs> it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, it won all its rewards and shit for a reason, <laughs> but it, there's also it won also, its rewards. <laughs> but it also reward yeah rewards awards. Who knows at this point. I, a lot of broken weapons took us to get there. Uh, I just I don't know this one. Mm, mm, I don't know about this one. I like how you took the you took the the mic to like talk about it, and you have nothing to
3: say.
4: <laughs> nothing, nothing positive to say at all. And I'm like, I'm like, I, as I started talking
2: about, it, I was like, maybe I can spin this. Uh-uh, nope. Uh, nope. I hated this fucking game. <laughs> I recognize the greatness of this game, and like, I, like I understand why people love it. It's just, I mean, I've said exactly why I don't like it before. It's too open, it's too open ended, and I don't like the weapon break. And those two things are, they're just game breakers for me. I
0: don't want to make my own fun.
2: <laughs> exactly. I'm I want too to be told what shit. to do. I want yeah. to be told what fun to be had.
0: Please. At least like a framework of fun.
2: Yeah. All right, number twenty nine. We have Final Fantasy VIII.
0: I just need a moment to talk about how Breath of the Wild was like <laughs> what, like in the mid twenties on our list, which is like ga- like 30, honestly, yeah. like like breaking. It would break the internet if anyone actually paid attention to this. Yeah. And also, like we had fucking nothing
1: to say about it.
4: <laughs> yeah. We were just underwhelmed as could be. Yeah, I'm it. sorry,
1: but I was taught that if I have nothing good to say, I shouldn't talk.
4: There
2: you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah fuck that shit fuck you breath of the wild yeah bitch about it yeah the internet will hate us number 29 final fantasy 8 i don't think any of us have anything to say about this game but it was on multiple lists and so i feel like i need to try it at some point i feel like this is one of those like two people three people who had it on their list grew up with this game and were yeah. very fond of it and i don't know if it would be super easy going back to it there is a remastered version that I. It's free on PlayStation Plus, so I added it to my library. But I don't know. I don't know if I'll be trying it.
0: Yeah, this is where we get into some of the biases of our list, where it, like can be easy for a couple people to kind of like rank something up a bit higher because it's like. I, I, but maybe I'm wrong. Like I don't know. But like I, I, I don't would, if fancy you asked eight me, I'd say a like a
1: pretty well acclaimed game.
0: I'm saying I would have thought seven would have been like much higher than eight if you pulled like random. Yes. or even yeah, nine. That's or what 10. I'm saying. So, but it's like if some people have like a lot of feelings we can we can bias it so it's interesting to see that
2: that's the, and that's the thing is like final fantasy eight is not usually at the top of final fantasy lists. it's usually right. seven nine ten six four even so like it's interesting that eight is a favorite among goodnight groups community number 28 super mario odyssey i think objectively at this point the best 3D Mario game. It's just so good.
4: It's it's there. You you might make people angry cuz Super Mario 64 and Galaxy yeah, exists but yeah,
2: yeah, it's better.
4: I love Odyssey though too. I'm with you. I think it just controls the best. The like ideas behind it are the most unique. I just I don't know. It's just fun, man. It was just unadulterated fun without being hindered too much by having to figure out what the fuck to do.
2: Yeah. It's great. It was okay. It's plain fun. Good old plain
0: I think I, I single-handedly would say that Matt turned me off the Switch by recommending that this be my first Switch game. Wow. That's you. Know. You, you hate it that much, huh? I'm, I'm kidding. I don't, ha- I'm just I kidding. Like- I don't hate it that much. I, it's just like, but I, I will say it was like a weird, like I played it and I was like, oh, it's like the fun of childhood again. And I was like, eh, this is- i don't know maybe i'm not into mario i don't know it just it was like fine it was it's fun
2: platformers you don't like platformers like that's the thing if, yeah. if you even like platformers a little bit you have to like super mario odyssey there's that's the no thing. way i think
0: maybe i don't like 3d platform i like 2d platformers i don't know if i like 3d platformers anymore i don't know i like banjo kazooie that's it the remaster of that perfect
2: it's so funny to me like i can't and i'm sure this goes for other people of different genres 3D platformers are so quintessential video game to me. It's hard for me to understand why people wouldn't like them. You know, it's weird
0: too. Like I like, like I liked Super Mario 3D World weirdly. Yeah. Like, and I thought that was really fun. Like, cause I like it when it was more like pared down. I don't know. Maybe it was because it was too open, like too big. I don't that know. That could be. Honestly, it, was. it wasn't bad. Open. I I enjoyed it. Like it wasn't like I, I I just didn't click with me. But maybe if I give it more time. To be fair, I was also having like growing pains with the Switch. I was just joking.
2: Number twenty seven, we have Warcraft three oh i'm getting teary just thinking about it yeah great game This is a great game
0: this is i mean this is uh this got so high up for multiple reasons i pretty sure spencer put this as his number one
2: i can check on that
0: which is pretty intense uh i put it pretty high uh i mean it this was, was his number one yeah it was his number one because he for nostalgia purposes it was your
2: number 10
0: yeah so you know i didn't put it as high i, I had it higher initially and then i i was trying to really like pair through and go like what What really means something to me and like has that lasting staying power. But man, oh man, Life of a Peasant, fucking Kodo Tag, all those custom maps, Dota. um, You know, there's so many crazy things on that that were so fun um, that I think just like transcended the game itself. But also the story was fucking bomb. The cinematics were insane. The RTS style was incredible. It was the foundation of what WoW was. The Rexar storyline where you can actually play like a third person RPG that was almost like a prototype to what WoW was going to feel like. Oh, I, I just I, I could go on for Warcraft 3 forever, but I mean this is like a this is a quintessential game for me that like I often don't talk about or think about enough because it's just it's kind of faded to World of to World of Warcraft. But I mean this was massive to me and I played it for many years after WoW was out as well.
2: Agreed. I think it's funny I was playing League of Legends this past week with Paul and our buddy Spencer, and even like the movement icon, the arrows like converging and going into the ground like that animation is from warcraft 3 it 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 is this game has a legacy that has far outlasted the game itself which is kind of weird to think about because of what it spawned with the moba genre but yeah i mean warcraft 3 is is an all-timer for sure
4: I mean, it's DLC also has literally arguably one of the greatest stories yeah. ever told
2: uh, in gaming.
4: So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty
0: forgetting nuts. that Arthas is Frozen Throne. It's Warcraft yeah. three DLC, and that's like the fucking best that Warcraft has to offer story wise, too, yeah. which is insane.
2: Yeah. Frozen Throne is far better than Rain of Chaos, for sure. Yeah. All right. Number 26. Halo three.
4: Boy. Oh, mama. Oh, mama. Yeah, it's cash. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's major cash i i was trying my best I, I had a lot of trouble here ranking halos and i had too many halos at one point i had four and reach and three and all this because i controversially like four a lot but dude, three is the fucking shit dude three was my first proper halo i came home every day and fucking played this for like three hours i, I had the perfect like assault rifle amount of shots to then immediately do a beatdown and like i could just cheese my way through everything fucking love this game
2: tell me real quick like why do you like it so much more than halo 2
0: well i'll tell you two reasons a halo 2 is an xbox game not an xbox 360 game True. so it's like okay. a kid Fair. it felt dated it the live platform was weird on it on 360 i feel and i just didn't get to play it in its heyday and also i don't know again to me it was like 360 that that was a big graphical jump from 360 to to 360 and i think it just looked really polished looked really clean I just had a different vibe. It was a little less gritty, which I think, you know, some people liked and some people didn't. Um, But I just felt they really nailed it. Um, And again, I didn't really have that comparison. Like I played the campaign for two. I played a little bit of two, but like I never got to enjoy it when it was the new new. So I don't, it's tough for me.
2: That's so weird. I don't, In my mind, I don't remember the visual leap from two to three, but I guess you're right. There would have been a massive visual.
0: It was, it was simplified a lot. Like two, they actually kind of, I feel like from one, like elongated and like rounded the characters more and made them feel like more like a real character. And I think three really like, like went more, I won't say low poly, but like much more minimal textures, much like larger, flatter, um, not so detailed in like a cool way that I liked.
2: What happened to your fun fact?
0: Well, I mean, to be completely candid with you, I was using your friend ChatGPT to write them oh. all. And uh, I, yeah, and I actually got rate limited at a certain point and I Ooh, just gave up on really uh, continuing. There's, there's only so many things you can ask GP, ChatGPT in an hour until it gets max. really, yeah. You never hit the, you never tried to give it 50 fun facts in a row,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So, number 25, top 25 now, Stardew Valley. Mike, what do you think?
1: <laughs> it wasn't on my list. But you're the one who...
2: Has no, I know. You asked what I
1: what I think, and I think uh, it wasn't on my list. Um, it's a very good farming sim. It kind of writes the playbook for farming sims. Like Every farming sim is trying to be Stardew, but every farming sim kind of falls just a little bit short. And yeah, it really brought, I think, at least in the modern age, the idea of a solo developer to light. Like it made yeah. solo developers kind of like these superheroes uh that can just crank out a game in you know seven years and have it be a unified vision. Uh which, you know, we've seen some games that lack it and some games that struggle. So yeah, Stardew Valley, I think it's deserved to be this high on the list. Honestly, I kind of just forgot about it. All the updates and the continuous development of it has been fantastic and yeah it's it's good and deserving
2: yeah i did just assume that it was on your list so i did yeah type i cast figured you on the, yeah, yeah
1: i just want to
0: say minus like maybe two things i can see every game in the top 25 is like a fucking banger certified goat except like two games that are going to be really controversial <laughs> i
2: yeah, yeah i yeah i agree i agree i the I do feel like our top like 35-40 is very solid.
1: I'm interested to see what your controversial ones are. I actually might change that to 3.
2: Ooh, what's the third one? We'll get to it. All right, <laughs> number 24, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Before Breath of the Wild, this was often considered the best game of all time. Yep. It has definitely fallen off, so I I feel like being at 24 pretty appropriate, maybe a little bit low as far as the Goodnight groups community but it's nice that
0: it beat it beat all the uh, beat all our other zeldas
2: but that's quite true a bit. it did no wind waker like anywhere near the list i'm a little surprised about that a little surprised but wind waker never gets love it, it deserves no. it it never gets it
1: i don't know if it deserves it but
2: <laughs> ocarina of time maybe a little uh maybe a little sacrilege not sure if it's held up all that great i don't
1: know well oh. uh, i mean my hot take is i prefer Majora, majora's mask I agree.
2: Yeah.
4: You know, Majora's Ocarina Masters of Time sucks. sucks fucking dick. Game control's like shit. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Fuck that <laughs> shitty game. I, mean, I like that Mike's
0: like, my hot take well is my, Mike's like, my hot take is Majora's Mask is a bit better. Josh's <laughs> Ocarina of Time sucks It dick.
2: sucks dick. <laughs> Fuck that game. The DS version is apparently pretty good.
1: DS
0: standing for dick suck.
1: That's the one I played and I was just like, eh. I don't know. Yeah. But I also I think I played it with when the DS had the, uh, like Joystick on it, yeah, it it felt weird and funky. That's fair. Also, I didn't want to play something with like five polygons.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Number twenty three, we have Rainbow Six Vegas Two. I'm assuming this is one of the
4: controversial ones. This was one of my controversial
0: (laughs) takes. I think here this is a bit controversial.
4: Well, eat my butt. This game fucking slapped. I just think the multiplayer in this shit was peak. It was wonderful strategy mixed with the delight of shooter combat mechanics. I just think it was just a wonderful mix, especially during the time of the Xbox 360 when you either had really great shooters or just awful dog shooters. And I think it managed to ascend itself to the solid shooters and was great. Yeah, the first person like single player story was about as basic as you could imagine. But man, it was just so unique and fun and... I just love Rainbow Six Vegas 2. If they released a fucking like re-release of the game at like $100 for the re-release, I'd be like, bet, great, here you go, take my money. Because uh, I am a goddamn simp for it. I just love it to death,
3: man.
2: Very good. That's that's totally fair, because there are a couple games coming up that I think the other two controversial ones that Paul is talking about are, they're higher up because they're high up on Paul and I's list, and yeah. Rainbow Six Vegas 2, it's high up on your list, high up on Fave's list. So, look, this is not... The top 100 games of all time. This is the Goodnight Grooves and the Goodnight Grooves community top 100 games of all time, so that's what matters here. Yeah. All right, so just as a reminder, Dark Souls 1 would have been here in this spot at 23. So going forward now, 22, Fortnite.
0: Uh, this is not one of my controversial picks. I think it I think it is pretty fair in modern day to say this could be a top 25er. I think there could be some argument there, but yeah, I mean, I think it Played pretty high, pretty high for me. Not as high for Matt. Matt did actually. I I think it did it not make it or it was twenty. Not
2: it was not on my list. Was, it not, was not on your list, which is
0: pretty wild. Um, I'm actually surprised it got up that high. I don't know the, uh, the 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 list, but I'm I'm psyched. I put it pretty fucking high. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's one of my favorite games of all time. What can I say? Uh, I hate to say it. I'm a, I am, I don't hate it, but I'm a little embarrassed because I mean, it is. I don't know. I just I'm really impressed with how quickly they can turn things around. The game is constantly changing, constantly evolving, very rarely going back in a way that like I feel sucks. I will say I'm still pissed about the recent changes with removing trios and some other things. But like that aside, I think everything they add is usually a positive or at the very least something, you know, something that was great was vaulted and brought back. Um, You can play fuck it. Geralt with uh, Spider-Man's web shooters and (laughs) fucking uh, lightsaber. And that's the stupid and And like a Nimbus cloud from Dragon Ball. It's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. And it is so fun. It's just fun. Like, honestly, if all this like buy-in shit was, was, was here and the game sucked, I wouldn't be saying this, but the gameplay is just so solidly fun and inventive and interesting, but not too crazy. It's insane. It, it, i don't know they've just they've done a really good job and i think it uh, i'm glad it's in the top 25
2: so the reason it was so high is because it's number three for you it's number five for moop and yeah. i know ross really likes Fortnite as well it didn't make his list but i know he likes it so there was uh there are people that like Fortnite in the goodnight groups community all right number 21 we have fallout 3 Ooh. Boy, golly gee, I don't know who wants to take
4: this one. I uh, fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean Fallout 3 is uh it's it's my third favorite compared to four in New Vegas, but that doesn't mean it's like bad. It's just not up there. But I just Fault 3 is still fun. It's a good time. I think the biggest issue it has is even though you have sequence breaks where you can change the story based on how you explore, I still feel like it's a little too linear. And the exploration is a little too on rails compared to what should be of quality for a Bethesda game, uh, especially considering they hang their hat on exploration and not story. Right. But other than that, I mean, it's still great. It's a blown up Washington D.C., which is fun to explore. So
0: this is this is tied for me with Fallout New Vegas as my favorite Fallout. Like I, I know it's a, it's a hot take, and I and I know some people. The reason it's even this high, I think, is because i believe spencer said he actually he put it higher than new vegas and i think some other people so you know i don't know i i like it it was my first experience with fallout i think the exploration to me and like happening upon random shit is better than new vegas like i think you can find random easter egg funny strange shit better than new vegas and they wrote in a lot of that stuff and i like that a lot but that being said i think obviously the story is better in new vegas the the gray morality is a lot better than you are Satan or you are God in fallout three. I think there's like a lot of things you can say about that, but man, fucking three dog and just the experience and the Metro and dude, I fucking love three. It is just like, it's one of the few AAA like big exploration games that like hooked me at a young age um, in a way that again, I will say like new Vegas didn't quite hook me in the exploration as much.
2: I'm shocked that there wasn't a fallout game in your top 20.
0: Me? Yeah. Yeah, um, probably probably an overlook. Uh, honestly, I probably forgot.
2: <laughs> I I think it's interesting that so the three like Fallout games that you think about, three New Vegas and four, were all over the Grooves community lists. Like they, so many appearances of these games, and I feel like some people thought that they maybe had to pick one to put in their top ten, or like maybe pick two. But I think. One person had all three. I think that was you, Josh, in your top 20, but yeah, these games were all over the top tens lists and we'll, uh, we'll be revisiting one of them soon. Number 20, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Two: the Sith Lords.
1: I'll take that. Cause that was mine. And fave, I believe I didn't play a lot of KOTOR one uh, cause it wasn't my game, but I, did get KOTOR 2. I played the shit out of it. And I it gets a lot of crap because it was unfinished. But what was in the game was pretty good from a character development and even like from an overall uh story standpoint. Like the story completely shifts if you're good versus evil. Um I love the fact that you can turn any of your Crewmates into Jedi, if you want, or Sith, depending. And then the big reveal at the end, huge, huge. Like massive twists that I was just like not seeing coming, especially when I was, you know, 12. <laughs> so I don't know. It was it was my first, like, I would say serious Star Wars game. Yeah. I played a bunch of other games before that, like uh Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy one and two. But KOTOR for me, Kotor 2 especially, was like my first big RPG. And I feel like it's just for that age, it was super fleshed out for an RPG. Like going to the Sith like Academy on Corrigan, I think it's called. I don't remember. Korriban. Korriban, thank you. Um going to there and like having to pass all of their tests in order to access deeper into the facility and learning about the Sith in a way that wasn't taught to you from the movies or any other media was like super cool really enjoyed it I'm excited for KOTOR remake but I'm also nervous but I'm still excited because Revan's cool
2: probably one of the earlier examples of really good storytelling in video games yeah alright number 19 so we're within the top 20 now Hades Fuck yeah! Great game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Mike, do you wanna you wanna talk about it? I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, it is uh, probably the first game that I've experienced in a while that has been, oh my god, there's more game. That is the best way to describe my feeling while playing it. Is oh, like I, I, Hades didn't hook for me the first time I played it. It took me a second playthrough because I played it the first time did like two runs. and I was like, I don't get it. And I was like, okay, well the combat's kind of simple. I'm just going to dash around and I have Poseidon wave and I'm just going to keep dashing. And, Oh, I died to this boss. Why would I grind this out? And then it's like, Oh wait, there's more game and then more game and then more game. And like, it does all of the additional mechanics without making it feel bloated or overbearing. And the, the relationships and the character storytelling and the narrative being at least for me because like having a knowledge of like greek mythology i was just like oh i understand i know what the story is i know what what's going on i know why you know demeter is an ice bitch like i i I understand (laughs) but then you know getting to the end it allows you to have the like it's true for the most part to like what the source material is of greek mythology but then it it's able to spin it a little bit whereas it still keeps you on your toes if you do un- if you do know the story of persephone and hades and yeah just the relationships and everything a plus
2: i think i mean obviously like the voice acting is really good the art's amazing the gameplay is so polished yeah. but i do think the legacy of hades is going to be that they figured out how to tell a story in a roguelite
0: yes Yeah, that the idea that I'm almost excited to die because when I get back, there'll be new options to talk to people and I can continue furthering my relationships. And every time I come back, sometimes different people aren't there or are there. Um, And it's like, fuck, I wish like fucking Meg were here right now (laughs) because Megara is mommy, which is another good reason why the game (laughs) fucking rocks. But yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I never wanted to die in a roguelike more than I wanted to die in Hades and, but I also want to keep playing. It is like you were saying, Mike, like it's more game. Oh, there's more game. There's a lot of times where, oh, there's more game. Sometimes it's like annoying to me in a game. This is like the full opposite where it's like, oh my God, like it just keeps going and going and I'm, I'm so hooked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome game. I'm, I'm excited to see what they are doing next with, um, it's Hades two, right? That's Hades what they're Hades two. Yeah, yeah. Nice
0: and, yeah. Nice we'll and simple. See.
2: All right, number eighteen, maybe one of the ones that Paul was considering controversial. Conan Exiles.
0: This is one of the. This is number one uh, most controversial <laughs> choice, I think here. Although there is going to be another one, but this is the one that I think has the most contention. This is fucking crazy. This shouldn't be in the list, but because of you <laughs> and me and probably also Spencer, this got jammed up high. Yeah, I fucking love Conan Exiles. This is the best survival uh, like building game that I've played i think the i mean that's tough to say but i I think it's true um i think it has the survival mechanics really great drinking eating you know having to stay out of the sun stay out of the cold i also think the building is really robust and incredible i like that you can uh change your dong size and have a big hanging dong which is pretty (laughs) funny i like that there's a big erp community even though i don't want to be part of it it's like pretty funny to like to like want to play the game and it's most of it is crazy sex shit no i mean and and the map is absolutely gorgeous it's it's relatively humongous both maps both maps now um and they do like a ton of development on it and again it's huge you can like just spend i mean when we play we just like travel around and we find like the best place to like put our house and then we go and we get our resources and like it sounds like every other game but it just feels like very real but also still very gamey And it's just, yeah. I I mean, I always remember the time when we like went to a, we were playing on an RP server and we went to like a wizard's uh, tower by accident. And he's like, come back tomorrow. I'm having a party. And then we went back and there was this crazy party and we couldn't get there again this time because we didn't have like any of our cold gear and we had to run across this bridge Uh, And the bridge, as soon as you go across the bridge, it goes into like the ice territory. And we started like freezing our, our literal dicks off. And we had to like, we'd like cheese it so we could get through the ice. And dude, it's just, it's a very, it's a classic fantasy game. It feels like you're playing a classic fantasy adventure. It's very cool.
2: I think it's highly dependent on the server that you find to play on, but it is, there's so much potential there with the game. It's, it's just so fun. It's, it's grounded and it makes sense because it is lower fantasy. Like there's a groundedness to it and a realism to it that just makes you want to explore. And I don't know. It's 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 really good. Number 17, we have Halo Reach. Go for it. Yeah, this is the GOAT.
4: Uh Halo Reach is the best Halo game. I think it's uncontested. Halo 2 enjoyers might disagree, but honestly, <laughs> Halo Reach is the GOAT. The story is. The first Halo story, mostly outside of Master Chief, that succeeded and felt emotional and intense. It's one of those game stories I mentioned where I teared up. It's exactly, it's a great. Like all of the like Noble Squad deaths are yeah. goaded. Like all of them had these unique moments, and even though Kat did not have a unique moment, it felt unique because she it's just got her moment. ass fucking got. Like That, to me, was unique enough to be just a wonderful moment from the Halo series where normally you're just used to Master Chief being an unkillable god. I think it was just so well done. Uh, The multiplayer, too, was just fantastic. I mean, I I was addicted to that stuff. Between the ranking system, the actual gameplay, power-ups, I think Halo Reach was go to with sauce.
1: I would argue that Cat's Death is unique in that it literally, like, shell shocks you, right? It happens immediately. It's, like, ripping a band-aid off. She's just gone. Which, honestly, for me, I didn't like cat, so I was okay with it. Um, but I wanted to say, like, I think a hallmark of a really good story in, in, like, certain regards, and Halo Reach is one of them, is that, like, Halo Reach, you know the ending, but the story still grips you, and, like, you know where it's going, but you... Don't expect it when it happens. I, I was gonna say that for Matt,
0: like, to, to if, if there's a way to like get you to want to play Halo Reach, it's that Halo Reach is Halo's Rogue One. Oh, yeah, yes. like it's like it's the mission it really that leads yeah. to the beginning of Halo, and like you know everyone's gonna fucking die, but they have to like still do this like one last mission sort Ooh, of, and it's yeah. it's very yeah. much Rogue One, uh, yeah.
1: and it's really good. That last mission objective. When it pops up on your screen, you're just like, fuck, we're here.
4: It's so <laughs> fucking good. They yeah. don't hold back any punches. Nah. They're just like, good luck, bitch. <laughs>
2: and you're just like, all right, shit. There was yeah. never a PC version of Reach.
1: Not that I recall. Is it not in the Master Chief? Election? It's in MCC. Uh, is it? it? Should be. Pretty sure they added it. The a game while, was like released for
2: oh okay for window Windows and Xbox One as part of Halo Master Chief Collection. There, I yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. was only the first three Halos for some. Reason. No, they
0: added ODST and Reach later on. Okay, because yeah, they're just like oh people like these games a lot. Yeah. We'll put all the <laughs> ones people like in it. Yeah, they yeah.
2: put four in there too. Oh fuck, uh, really?
0: Well, I mean, four is pretty good. I won't lie, I, I have a soft spot. <laughs> Not the campaign, but a fucking multiplayer, dude. I don't even care. I want to play Call of Duty, but have it be Halo. <laughs>
2: Actually, so this is weird. Reach was the first. PC release for Master Chief Collection. Hmm. It was Reach, then Halo One, Halo Two, Halo Three, ODST, and Four. So that's kind of weird. Wow, I'll have to check that out because that's really intriguing to me. I I played a little bit of Reach and only multiplayer. I I didn't play any of. Yeah, you and I played when it was
0: on uh, Games with Gold.
2: Yep, and I liked it a lot. I just didn't play enough. Like if and and it and it was past the time where it already sort of grown out of Halo. Not I don't want to say grown out, but I had already moved on from Halo personally. And so it was a weird time, but I do, I would like to go back, check it out. All right, number 16, we have The Last of Us Part 2. And I'm kind of surprised that this is above part one. This is high on my list. I ranked part one above part two. I think Dre had part two really high, so I think that's part of the reason why it's up so high here as well, but I really like it. I think the gameplay is incredibly solid. I actually really do like the story. Don't love the ending, though. I think that it could have... I wanted it to end a different way, but that's a selfish thing, and that's a, that's personally how I would tell stories, how I would change it, but it is what it is. I, I mean, I can't, I can't really complain too much. I, I do really like the game. I love the characters in it, and I'm very curious to see how they adapt it for the TV show, because I don't think they can do it straight up the way that they did the first game. So, we'll see. All right, number 15, we have Sea of Thieves.
0: Oh, it's it in my veins, dude. I mean, Matt, do you want to like talk about it? Like I feel like, you know, you don't get to to go crazy all the time.
2: I just think it's rare at their best. It's the best water in any video game I've ever played. Facts. You literally are basically embodying the life of a pirate if that's something you're into. It's a quintessential multiplayer co-op game, some really good natural pvp that occurs it's it's one of those when i hear the term pvx or like pvpv pve yes. Pvf, pvp PvPv, pvp PvPv. yeah whatever the fuck that's i think of sea of thieves because sea of thieves has pve that naturally has pvp occurring because people are going for the same goals and it's a great game it's just such a fun i the the problem with Sea of Thieves is that I think it's really bad playing solo. I have zero interest in Same. playing the game by myself, but with friends, I mean, it's a top tier game experience for me.
0: Yeah. The other thing I'll say is that I find it hard to play it in short play sessions. Ah, true. It, yeah. It really, it really works best when you have like three or four hours to kill because the game, because of that PVPVE kind of experience. Um, the game sucks you into like you go get, you just want to do like one chest, one hidden treasure and then you get it and then someone else is going for it with you and then all of a sudden you're chasing them, they're chasing you, you're shooting cans at each other, your ship gets shipwrecked, then you then you go find another ship and then you're obviously going back to do the same treasure, someone's chasing you. It, it just, it's, it's so alive like in the actual, like when you're playing that it's hard to stop <laughs> Yeah, um, it's hard to just do like one thing because you don't feel often you won't be able to even get all the treasure that you want in like one quest you'll get it and then you'll lose half of it for some reason you'll be like well that wasn't satisfying I have, I have to keep playing uh, but it was sort of because you got to have a crazy shootout with cannons and stuff. So, um, but it also is just a quiet, wonderful game. Um, you can drink ale and your screen gets all blurry like a lot of games, but then you can actually throw up on uh, your teammates. <laughs> and when you do, you actually, their screen gets like a big thing of vomit on it um, and you can just play music. And like oh, the when music. you play music oh. on your accordions and your lutes and your everything else, if you're oh. drunk too, the music is, you're miss, you miss notes. Uh, which is really funny.
2: The music part is so good.
0: It's great. And all the songs harmonize with each other so well. Um, And it's just like you can be on your ship at night with all your lanterns lit up and you're playing your music and someone's kind of helming you towards the sunset. And it just it feels it's it's very special. Um, And it's just like, like I said before, it captures that feeling of just like fun and camaraderie. That I think, like a lot of games don't. And it's kind of what I like about Fortnite, even though it's a lot more like "fuck you" in your face. Um, there is this kind of like just like fun, goofy, do whatever you want feel. And I think that um, it's almost like this is kind of like my Breath of the Wild vibe. It's like where I yeah, can just go and sure. play and make the game whatever I want. I just like I wish Breath of the Wild had like uh, co op and uh, and like some some big starting quest to to put me on my
2: way. <laughs> and water, you know what? I just want to sea of thieves. Yeah, yeah. Good puzzles too. Good, interesting puzzles. puzzles in the game number 14 halo combat evolved how is this so high on the list i mean what do you it started at all so much nostalgia just above reach thinking about the days of playing in blood gulch with the warthogs and oh my god dude so many so many great times
1: the the issue is like with halo reach or halo combat evolved there's just so much outside of the game itself that just like brings you back to it like red versus blue Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> like, I don't know. Halo Combat Evolved is, I mean, it's it's minted. It's mint on shelf.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I do remember going through all the snow and library levels in oh. Halo Combat Evolved.
1: Oh, God, yeah. And, I
4: mean, da- it just, like, hits different. I mean, just I all reactions alone. Like, I mean, you remember it. Like, they have such a distinct moment of running around trying to find shotgun ammo Trying to find rocket launchers just to take care of the fucking flood, and then when you can't, you're stuck with a plasma pistol, assault rifles, whatever you've got, and it, it's incredible how they made this supersonic like soldier that's just a god like feel just like a weak bitch because he's going against a bunch of like popcorn zombies, like it's just. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. It was so well done. It's
0: so scary, too. It's terrifying. Like, yeah. like that's it's the biggest horror, that's the biggest miss yeah. of of the of the CE uh, edition is that like the the up- upgraded graphics made it bright as fuck and like it's never scary. I never play the remasters uh in the remaster version of Halo 1. I always go back
4: to the old graphics cuz it's terrifying. Yeah, 343 Guilty Spark was fucking horrifying. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was just going to say Josh talking about trying to find ammo Fighting the Flood. It was basically a survival horror game at times. Yeah. 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 Amazing game. Just so many amazing memories playing split screen multiplayer. All right. Number 13, Red Dead Redemption 2. Paul, you've played it most recently on this panel.
0: Yeah. I mean, I won't. uh, I've gone into it a lot on the water cooler for people who listen. I just love it for being a life sim. Uh, That's one thing I like about it. I think they've nailed that the most out of any game I've played. Uh, I've played in general um, that also is still a game and not like a full on sim I just I love all those aspects I love uh, how slow the walking is how big the fucking environment is how I have gotten to a point now where like the world is three times bigger than it was when I was last talking about the game and it's going to get even bigger and I'm like well I could I'm not even going to go to any of this shit just like the real world there's like so much shit that I'm just never going to look at but it's there and I'm going to run through it and I could I don't know. There's something about that that's so untamed and open and amazing. Also, the story is insanely good, like yeah. just absolutely incredible. And I haven't even gotten like I'm like a third through. So, I mean, but yeah, this game ranked extremely high for me because it's one of the few AAA RPGs and like big budget games that like hooked the hell out of me. And uh, this is an insanely immersive experience like none none other for me.
2: I think it's the most well-made video game we've seen so far. I think it's the most professionally done video game that we've ever seen. It's the best photorealistic game that I've ever seen. Yeah, and and whether or not, like, the gameplay may not be your cup of tea, but I do think it's genuinely the most polished and just the most well-crafted game that we've seen so far in this medium. Just overall, whether you're talking about visuals, storytelling... Uh, lack of bugs and glitches, voice acting, just everything combined together. I think it's just the, the most well-crafted game. All right, number 12, we have Fallout New Vegas, the top Fallout game on the list. What a god. What a <laughs> fucking god.
4: I mean, I do love New Vegas. I think, oddly enough, it's the one I've played like least than four. I played four the most, Same. but New Vegas i played the most, or in uh, most past uh, four. And I loved New Vegas. I just thought it like nothing about the combat was incredible. It was just Fallout with Fallout 3 mechanics like slightly improved. But the factions and story and like world-based like interactions you lived were just so unique and good. You had so many different ways to interact and explore with the world. Every quest you did had a potential interaction on another minor quest that you explored and participated in, it's really hard to describe every detail because, it's frankly, the directors had such an intense direction to detail that it was really tough to keep up with all the little details they put in the game. All the vaults were really unique and clever. I mean, let's be honest. Bethesda does a pretty good job with their unique, clever vaults, but Obsidian just went so dark and over the top of their vaults, and it was just a fucking blast. I think New Vegas was. I mean, right now it's the champion of Fallout. You managed to marry up the faction and story in Fallout New Vegas with the world exploring of Fallouts uh, made by Bethesda, and you'll have something magical. We'll probably never see that, but I mean, it was fucking incredible.
0: I'll also just layer on to say uh, I think best sound, best uh, like real game, real music tracks, fucking. Johnny Guitar, Big Iron, Heartache by the Numbers. I fucking love the radio and Mr. Three Thousand so much. Just like really, really great. I know not everyone like listens to the radio in Fallout, but I'm a big Fallout radio guy. And uh oh, I fucking I it's a great soundtrack. And it keeps a lot of stuff from three that's really great. So it's it's minted.
2: He's got a big iron on his hip. It's cash. Oh, fuck yeah. I think we need a Fallout New Vegas remake. Then I'll play it. I would shit in the floor. Just play with like a
0: texture mod or something.
2: Get
4: over yourself.
2: All right, number 11, we have Terraria. Josh, big fan of this game.
4: I'm back again, baby. (laughs) Terraria is a lot of nostalgia for me. It landed on my list in the upper uh, teens. 17. 17, great. Yeah, I I mean, I enjoyed the fuck out of Terraria. I admit I have a lot of nostalgia for it based around Total Biscuit and Jesse Cox, which helps it a lot, but that doesn't mean it, it takes away from it as a game at all. I think it's fantastic. I like it more than Minecraft. I think it's more of an exploration, combat, action game. Uh, And I just, I love it. I think it does it really well. It's I mean, it's kind of ridiculous at times. And some of the weapons you have are over the top, but that's part of the fun of it. I mean, the bosses you're fighting are like giant walls of meat. Like, fuck it. Just go for it. I, I think Terraria is just a, I don't know, I think it's a wonderful love letter to the survival exploration genre uh and done on like a 2d plane i think
2: it's done really well shout out to cole t patreon supporter terraria was his number two and jeremy r terraria was his number one
0: i was gonna say this was a real community vote here this was uh, a lot of our community members really voted this one up
2: all right number 10 we're in the top 10 now marvel's spider-man I'm shocked. It did not make my top 20. It would have been very close, but it didn't make my top 20. It's here at number 10. It was in my top 10. I don't
0: remember where, but it was in there.
2: It was your number 7. Yeah.
0: It was it was tough for me. I loved this game at launch. I came back to it again the next year for DLC, the year after that for some nostalgia. I came back the next year after that for Miles Morales. Um or kind of in a 3-year period. It's been a little bit since I played this game because I'm feeling like I'm getting a sub, like a a lesser experience playing it on PS4. Like I'm almost like I'll just wait to look at a PS5. But then like I don't know what I'm gonna do that. Slash, if I do that, it's gonna be for Spider-Man 2. So I'm not hundred percent sure. I think probably my next move is gonna be. It doesn't matter. No one cares. The point is, uh, this game fucking rocked. I think Yuri Lowenthal is such a good Spider-Man. He's such a good Peter Parker. I think there's like some cringy jokes that aren't amazing, but I think that's good. I think that's part of the the charm that makes oh, yeah. it so good. I think uh, Black Cat was was rocking. I liked uh, the Mary Jane. It was fine. But anyway, the point is, um, this game was amazing. Sinister Six was amazing. So many villains. Everyone was characterized so well. It's a fucking blast. And the DLCs are really, really good too,
2: even though um, I found them hard as shit, but really good. Spider-Man was Dre's number four and Pan Pan's number one game. Number one. All right. Number nine on the list Elder Scrolls for Oblivion, I'm shocked. Me too. Shocked in what way? Now hold on. It's high on Josh's list. It's high on Faves list. That's that's. I know Oblivion's
4: like
0: here. super well liked. i not like it's not. It's no shade to Oblivion. I just I'm surprised it's in the top ten. That's all.
4: I like it more than Skyrim, I guess, just because I think it has the same exploration level as Skyrim, but it just has better quests. Like I mean, the the actual faction quests in Oblivion are insane the the level of like depth you have to go through to actually join the mages guild in oblivion is insane. The Dark Brotherhood questline in Oblivion is I would put it up against most video game questlines. It is goaded with the sauce. It's insane. Uh and now you 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 have all that lined up. Unfortunately the combat in Oblivion is as shit. <laughs> it is not good, but I think it carries itself uh, with its story alone. And I think it's just it's it's unfortunate because Bethesda, I don't think, has really hit their stride with that storytelling like they quite did in Oblivion. And it it really was impressive with what they were able to pull off.
2: Evac, Evan had Oblivion at number eight. Josh had it at five. And Fave had it at seven. So high on some people's lists. Number eight, we have Diablo
0: 2. This was a nostalgia point uh, for me. I, I didn't make my
2: list, Matt. I'll check. It's Mike's number one. I can tell you that. Oh, well, I'm going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I just said Mike wasn't saying anything. I didn't know. How it did to not know. make your list, Paul.
1: Okay, then fuck, fuck me. It's the best game that Blizzard's ever made, period, And a story. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love Diablo 2. Diablo 2 is the right amount of looter with my RPG. I've played the remastered version, and yes... I understand some people are like why is it so hard it's like because that's what video games were like back in the day oh my <laughs> god what a concept this is kind of back like to an hour and a half ago on the comment about the uh money shop in uh diablo 3 diablo 2 had its own economy and gold wasn't it and i thought that was really unique and really cool until you know that happens in wow but that's why I would say, like, it doesn't make sense to have a money shop in Diablo Three because it feels very against the Diablo Two and Diablo franchise persona of, you know, what you what players perceive as valuable is going to become what the currency is. Like, you traded right. runes, high high level runes, err uh, runes usually, for runs of high level bosses so that you could get more levels or get more items or whatever. You know, there there were there was farming to have to be had in certain content to fund the economy that was made in Diablo 2. So I found that very cool as a 10-year-old. So but on top of that, I don't know. Diablo 2 is just like it's iconic in the first like world and greater world of uh Sanctuary that I kind of fell into, and therefore it's my number one. It's also just very polished. And I felt like it does a very. uh, It does something that I feel like a lot of game doves nowadays, especially in RPG, are scared to do. Um, It lets you just like go hog wild. Um, Your build can get out of control and no one fucking cares. Like having multi shot that shoots 70 arrows at once, who cares? Just do it. It's primarily a single player game. There is a lot of. Multiplayer stuff, but like, if you if you scale out of out of control and you have disgusting builds that one shot things, who cares? It's your experience. So I really like that they allowed you to theory craft builds and build your character however you like. If you want to play a sorceress that runs around and hits people with her staff instead of casting spells, you can do that. That is a build that exists in PvP. Um, also PvP. First, first time I've really experienced PVP in an RPG. It's silly. You cut off people's ears when you kill them (laughs) and paladins run around and fist of the heavens, one click, one shot people, but it's fun and it's enjoyable and people just go to the main village and run out into the first field and uh, you duel to the death and it's usually very quick, but I don't know. Diablo 2 is just great. just fantastic. A plus game.
2: So, in addition to being Mike's number one, Diablo 2 is number seven on Cole T's list and number three on James B's list. So, it was up there. They know. They know. They know. All right, number seven, we have Dark Souls 3. As it should be.
4: (laughs) Honestly, it's just the uh, quintessential Dark Souls game. That's really all there is to say about it, honestly. There's not that there's anything just miraculous and crazy about it. Weapons or... Skill-wise, it's just boss-wise and world and music. It's just the complete package, and I think it's done so well. Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 has have controversies for different reasons. Dark Souls 3, to me, just wrapped all that up in a nice little bow and presented it to players and were like, here you go. And I think they did a fantastic job with it.
2: Really a well-regarded DLC, too, right?
4: Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, Ring City was probably the most well-renowned like, renowned DLC for Dark Souls. Uh, and really, Souls-like games in general. We'll see with Elden Ring, obviously. But um, I think that, yeah, Ring City, I haven't played it yet. I want to. And I think that, to me, gives you an, enough of an idea. Madeir, the final boss fight of the DLC that came out, is kind of renowned as like the best boss fight in Dark Souls. And I think that's fair. That's warranted. It's It's epic. It's over the top. And while I haven't done it, I've watched enough of it to see that it's done well enough to be like an epic fight to conclude your
2: experience, uh, in dark souls. So dark souls three, Josh's number 14 pick it's number two on James S's list. And for fave dark souls three is number one. Whoa. I expect that as much.
4: My man has played a lot of dark souls three. All right. Number six, we have rocket league. Damn, I'm just, I'm not going to shut the fuck up. Take it away, Josh. (laughs) I was really, I was actually really pleased to see so many people have Rocket League so high up. Rocket League is just fun as hell, man. It's like, it's not your typical sports game where it's just Madden or NCAA, FIFA, NBA, whatever it may be. It's a new game in its entirety where it's just RC cars with soccer and it's done so well. I never like I was just like okay well it's Rocket League people talk about it. I'll just download it and it grabbed me so bad. I'm almost 700 hours played at this point. Oh, I wow. mean it is incredible. I love Rocket League. I can boot up Rocket League right now and have a blast. It's not hard. It's just it's so good. It's so mechanically gifted as a game. It's one of the best sports related games I've played and frankly if anything could challenge League of Legends From an esports narrative, I think it would be Rocket League over League of Legends.
2: It was number four on your list, Josh. It was number two on new community member E.T. Phone Homies list. And it was number one on James B.'s list. Number one. All right, we've now entered the top five. These are the top five games of all time for the Goodnight Grooves and the community. Number five is... The Witcher Three, I love The Witcher Three. It is for me number two on my list. I know Paul is sort of a recent convert into the it's number Witcher two 3, on my list. Number two on his list. It is just we've talked. I mean, we've talked about it so many. If you listen to this show, you've, you've heard it over and over again. But it is. The best novelization, basically, of a video game. The story is so well-crafted. It is like reading a giant fantasy epic. And I love the world. I love the characters. I love the stories. I know there's complaints about the gameplay in some areas. It's fine for me. It's it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's fine enough. Everything else carries it. I love the expansions. The Witcher 3 is just basically a perfect RPG for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I echo everything. Um, I actually find the gameplay, maybe it's just like a a bias thing or like it's like a, a, I don't want to say Stockholm Syndrome, but just like I've come to love the combat and the movement and the gameplay a lot. When I first started playing, I found it a bit awkward, but now I think I've acclimated so much to it that I find other games that probably have better gameplay awkward because I'm so used to the way that The Witcher does it. I have so many hours in The Witcher. But yeah, I just, I think the horse riding is like, pretty high up there in terms of like feels engaging, but isn't too like, I'm not like, it's not like in red Dead where I'm like tapping the fuck out of a button, which I, 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 not, I do love red dead Riding, but it's, it's different. Yeah. The writing's good sword play You can get really deep with the mechanics too, which is awesome. If you want to play that way, they added like fucking rune crafting dude. this game is just so deep. And also, yeah, that's not even the part I fucking like the part I like is the novelization and the story and the choose your own adventure aspects and Yennefer of Vengerberg being mommy. So I mean there's like just so much going on here. It's a fucking I I I'm I, I won't lie and say I'm not a little hurt that it's that I'm that it's number 5. Oh. I was hoping this would be like a, a numero 3 or something. I'm I'm a little I'm a
2: little but but I'll survive. It also has a full-on card game in it, Gwen, which is great. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The other person to rank it was Spencer. He had it at seven. I'm a little surprised that it's only the three of us that had it ranked, but yeah. I also understand. Yeah. All right, number four, one that I'm absolutely not surprised to see in the Goodnight <laughs> nope. Group's top five, and I'm honestly a little bit shocked that it wasn't even higher, to be honest, Elden Ring. Yep. I think the only reason it wasn't higher for me is because
4: I tried to play it post-2022, and it didn't grab me quite as much as it did. And that's not any kind of detriment to it so much as I just I had so much violent fun with Elden Ring. (laughs) I mean, I have never felt like a kid again with Elden Ring like I did with it. And that to me was notable. I was interested to see what was around the corner, even if it was the same old boss design with one little tweak. I was excited. And that was exciting through the entirety of my first and even new game plus playthrough. Unfortunately, after that, it didn't really hold up and it wasn't as fascinating as some of the main bosses from like the other Dark Souls series. That said, that's not enough to really propel it past those. I mean, the open world experience and even though there were some inconsistencies with, I guess, like exploration and leveling and how it all kind of synced up, I think to me at the end of the day... You could explore the world of Elden Ring and feel wholly satisfied no matter if you beat one boss a little harder than the other. It felt satisfying to explore that world and see how big it really got. It felt like Dark Souls version of Breath of the Wild, but done better. I was just really,
2: really impressed by it. Well, it made it onto six lists. So Josh had it at number 11. Fave had it at 14. James S had it at five, James B had it at four, Cole T had it at ten, and Spencer had it at eight, and Evac had it at two. So it was Damn. it was all over the place on this.
0: Yeah. Very popular uh,
4: game amongst the community. Who would have thunk? You yeah. <laughs> Out of curiosity, do you remember Evans won by chance? Yes,
2: it was Ocarina of Time.
3: Damn,
4: I'm shocked Bloodborne didn't be out of the
2: ring. That's kinda nuts. Anyways. He had Bloodborne at seven. All right, number three. We're now in the top three. Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim.
4: Josh just gets thrown games <laughs> one
3: after the yeah. other.
4: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Skyrim, let's be honest. It wasn't my first Elder Scrolls, but that doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, who the fuck wasn't excited for this game? This shit released, it was a blast. I. It's still, to this day, fun. It's just the only reason it's not fun is not because the game itself is just like dog shit and no longer inviting. It's just, I mean, it's been out since 2011. There is only so much you can do with the game. We're in 2023. Like, there's only so much you can do with it at this point. But, I mean, damn. The first time exploring, having Secunda, like the music hit when you're just exploring the night skies out, You're just wandering the plains of Skyrim. You wander onto a big city. It hits different. Skyrim was really, really incredible. You can't release a game that many times with that much success without notating how impressive it is. Um, And I I think it, it has done
2: a really, really impressive job with that. So I think this is fascinating because Skyrim ended up three on our list, but it wasn't higher than five on any single person's list. It was just that it was on six lists and it was high on six different lists. So this is a real committee and this is a committee one right here. It really is. Now I'll say Skyrim, I I gave it my first real shot at it within the last year, and I really did like it. So I was a very, very late bloomer when it came to Skyrim and I and I really did like it. Probably would have liked it a ton if I'd given it a chance like that closer to when it actually launched. But it makes me excited for Starfield and it makes me even more excited for Elder Scrolls, six. But as far as the lists go, Mike had it up at seven, Josh at 12, Fave at nine. We had Cole T, Patreon supporter, had it at five. And then we had it on two other lists here. Spencer had it at nine and Evan Evac had it at five. So it was on a lot of lists, but not higher than five, just accumulated a a ton of points. And it just edged out Elden Ring by half a point, so. All right. Number 2. We have Mass Effect 2. Bit of a shocker. Mike, you want to run with
4: it? I feel like I feel like you have a lot to say about Mass Effect 2 that I could obviously say, but run
1: with it. Um, Jacob sucks. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs>
3: Basically, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Mass Effect 2 is peak Mass Effect. I don't know where to start. Like, it's just it's such a good intro to Here, here's the thing, like Mass Effect 3 had this issue of how do you wrap up a giant branching story into three decisions, and oh, yeah, they all don't matter, and they all kind of suck. Mass Effect 2 had that same issue in that they had to start you off on a story that kind of ended in who the fuck knows where. Um, And how do you start that? And they knocked it out of the park by just killing you off. They're like, fuck you. You are dead. Now you're back to life. Start over. And you know, like the combat polished, uh, that was the biggest complaint of mass effect one. Oh my God. Mass effect one combat. Terrible. Makeup completely scrapped. Thank God. Now we just probe planets and it's faster and nicer and you can probe Uranus and the, oh vi on the ship makes comments like really commander and then she says probing uranus and you're just like thank you (laughs) the characters so so the biggest thing with mass effect and why mass effect 2 i think is better than mass effect 3 and better than mass effect 1 is that mass effect 2 is carried by the character development and the side stories that each character has it kind of forces you to go and do all of their stories unless you want them to just fucking die at the end. But that's a good thing. And you should go do that Um, because all their stories are interesting outside of Jacob's and um, some of the DLC, but we don't count them. And like, God, I don't give a shit about my shepherd. I care about, you know, fucking Tali and Mm -hmm. Liara who isn't in it except in dlc and that's the and best yet you dlc you still somehow
4: care about her because of how well it's written it's nuts, right
1: yeah you know, like I, I care about morden and grunt and all of my friends on the ship the first time that i played it i didn't i did an oopsie i killed jacob that wasn't really an oopsie but it happened
4: <laughs> based
1: and i was like oh shit he's dead oh no and then i moved on with my life <laughs> The thing that pissed me off is that, like, at a point, you send your crew back and you're like, "Uh, crew has to go back to the ship. I'm like, okay, go back to the ship. Because my thought process as a high intellectual, like, 18 year old was, I just (laughs) killed all the enemies that way they can walk back themselves. But big brain BioWare is like, no. They die. <laughs> <laughs> so I got all of my crew killed, which their nameless crew other than uh, Dr. Chalk was, who is not a like very important character. But I was very, very upset when she died to the point where I reloaded my save because that's how <laughs> invested Mass Effect 2 makes you of literally side characters with no story they, they yep. they're they just there and i'm just like i can't imagine playing mass effect 3 without her on that ship so i'm restarting my save i was mad that i couldn't i couldn't fucking like romance her because i kind of wanted to just chill out and drink drink some like cognac with her and just vibe <laughs> like yep. oh my god i can't there's so much to mass effect 2 and it's all very well handcrafted outside of jacob um, i can't say that more than enough <laughs> times they they were like you know what kaden was in the first game so what if we make kaden but made him worse and they thought that was a good idea and then let's take his storyline and just make it i have daddy issues that's it uh, yay jacob but yeah mass effect 2 should have been number one on the list
4: yeah mass effect 2 is uh it's really good. I, I mostly yeah, agree with everything you said. It's uh, I mean, you could really just show it to anybody who hasn't even played Mass Effect one and they'd still have a wonderful experience. You know,
1: I honestly like if you are on the fence of the Mass Effect series, I would say don't play Mass Effect one as yeah, much as bad. I love Mass Effect one. I love the old school codex collecting and reading and like old school RPG elements of it play mass effect 2 it's the better game it's the better experience and you can skip all of mass effect 1 with a handy little comic book in which you make decisions
2: all right so mass effect 2 is going near the top of my list i gotta play it i gotta you play should it. play mass effect legendary editions out
1: nah
4: <laughs> even mass effect 1 is more playable these days like just yeah. just play it it's
1: really it's great i've played through mass effect 2 like three or four times nice it's goaded. And I always punch the recorder. So,
2: Mass Effect 2 was on four lists. Josh and Mike both had it at number two. Fave had it at number five. And then, what we did so, Jeremy R had Mass Effect Legendary Edition on his list at six. And so, what we did was we split that, we split the points among mass effect one two and three and gave it a little bit of a multiplier and so he got some points for mass effect two in there as well
0: fair that's more than fair actually
2: it is more than fair
0: yeah more than he deserves
2: so number one
0: (laughs) (laughs) fucking cheater
2: the number one game folks
0: we've been at this for three and a half hours
3: yeah yeah, the
2: number one game is golf with your friends folks The number one game on the Good Night Groove's top 100 games of all time is no surprise. It's World of Warcraft, and it was not even a little bit close. I mean, it just <laughs> blew out number two, and it was it was just nowhere close. World of Warcraft was on. Hold on, let me count here real quick. It was on. Uh, it was on eight lists. It was on eight lists, and it was none of the patrons had it on their list. No. People are paying us for this podcast and they don't even play World of Warcraft. Half the time,
0: all we talk about is World of Warcraft. They are saints for listening. They
2: are absolute saints. (laughs) So let me me point out where everyone had it on their list. So Moop had it at number six. Rachel had it at number one. Spencer had it at number two. Fave had it at number four. A little shocking. He had Bioshock at three. I, I didn't realize Fave liked Bioshock that much. Me neither. (laughs) Josh, Paul, and myself all had World of Warcraft at number one. I know that's a big shocking revelation. (laughs) Look, we don't need to belabor World of Warcraft here because, like we've just talked about, it comes up on almost every single episode of the podcast. You know, we love WoW. You know how formative it is for us and how much we owe to WoW as being a huge part of our gaming history, how we've all played for like 15 plus years. I mean, Matt and I have been
0: friends for seventeen years. Because, because of what? WoW. Because we met because of Wow. You and Josh met because of Wow.
2: Yeah. Yep. Wow. So Goodnight Groups exists because of Wow. So I think it's only appropriate that it ends up at number one on the list. I, I do. I can't get over how fucking hilarious it is that it's not in any of the patrons' top yeah. top tens. That is so funny to me. But.
0: Got to get those SFGs out, boys. We know (laughs) we know what they're paying for, for real.
2: (laughs) But the Goodnight Groups and the community, World of Warcraft comes out at number one. But I hope you guys enjoyed that. What I think we'll do is I think we're going to publish the full list at some point in a blog post after this episode comes out. If anyone wants to be able to read it, check that out. But thank you to everyone who participated in this. We'll do it again sometime, maybe for episode two hundred or something. But but this was a lot of fun. And because like Paul mentioned, we are like almost three and a half hours into this thing now, this is going to be the longest episode of the show by far, not even close. We're skipping the water cooler. We're going to move that, take everything you played this past week, add it to next week's water cooler. But let's move on to a special shout out before we get out of here. Everyone's going to give a special shout out to anyone or anything of their choice from the world of video games and provide a quick reason why it's lucky someone is getting this attention. Paul, your special shout out.
0: Oh, why not? I don't know. My special shout out is to um, my boy, Gareth Kales, DJ Athelis. (laughs) Bro started World of Warcraft radio, WC radio back in uh, 2004, closed beta for WoW. And uh, because of Gareth Kales, I, I love me some WoW radio. I love me some WoW and I met me some Matt. So, I mean, shout out to DJ Athelis and also... Uh, the first person to really give TB, uh, you know, Total Biscuit, uh, a, a platform. So, you know, just an all around, uh, just an all around uh, influential person who I don't think gets
2: brought up very often. That's great. I love that. Josh, a special shout out. Honestly,
4: I'm going to have an absolute dick sucking special shout out, but a <laughs> uh, shout out to just honestly the folks who have submitted so many fucking top 10 lists it's been Fuck yeah. really fucking cool to see an actual like community that's kind of formed around it so uh thank y'all that's really fucking neat
2: it's really cool
1: was it 19 lists total that's including us yeah,
2: 19 yeah. Lists. that's great mike your special shout out
1: oh god uh i guess i don't know <laughs> I don't know. my 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 energy has just uh, oh, we, God bless. we started talking about Mike. wow and I'm just like eh. Yeah. That was me when we started talking about Mass Effect 2. I was like, I, I hope I don't have to say anything about WoW. <laughs> I'm burning <laughs> out here. My special shout out is to uh, uh I don't know. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sonic. Sonic. There you go. To this episode being over. Hey. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: A special shout out. I'm gonna piggyback off josh but a special shout out to everyone here in Groofdom who showed up for the top 100 games list we we really do appreciate it we had a ton of fun putting this together and despite this being energy draining in a really long episode i think we all had <laughs> had a lot of fun doing the episode
4: yeah
0: it's totally definitely. worth definitely it was, totally it was worth. a good time uh, even at, i you know even at the end like i'm i'm so psyched to talk about all these games any of the games that were like my i was like there's no way I'm going to want to talk about The Witcher still. No, I did want to talk about The Witcher still. I do want to talk about this shit. Obviously, not WoW. We fucking talk about WoW every episode. <laughs> yeah. Anytime there's any questions, like, what's an important game to you? Oh,
3: fucking World of oh, Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway,
2: <laughs> I can't. I can't express to you how low Paul has gotten in his chair. He's barely visible. <laughs>
3: I'm
0: like sneaking. I'm slipping down. Bro to looks like
4: evac. Bro looks like Evan.
0: <laughs> I'm. I'm, cr- I'm. slid down in my chair. I'm. I'm almost on the floor. <laughs> He's
2: half asleep. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Groups podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Good Night Groups. If you really like the show. We do encourage you to be one of our non-World of Warcraft playing Patreons. So check out <laughs> patreon.com slash Grooves, where we currently have two different tiers available. Any and you know, all support is greatly appreciated and it's going to go a long way in improving everything here at the Goodnight Grooves. We only do th- a three and a half hour top 100 podcast because of you guys in the community. The $3 plus tier is going to get you access to the show two days early, but a special shout out to the honorary grooves supporting us in the $5 plus tier. And I got to say... Real quick, thank you to the Patreon's supporters because all of our patrons are in the five dollar plus tier. We we have two tiers, but everyone just says hell with it. You get the five dollars. Thank you guys. But that's Andre D, Cole T, Derek versus the World, James B, James S, and Jeremy R. A round of applause for them, please.
0: I'm not even gonna make a joke. I'm halfway on the ground, but I'm gonna say earnestly, like you could just drop three bucks. Like, you don't need anyone to say your name.
3: No, 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 no. But
0: no, nah, I'm nah. no, no. I'm not making a joke. I'm saying you could do no, you that, could, yeah. and it's so nice that like people just want to be part of the community and have their name said, and you know, give us the maximum amount of money that we're asking for. We're not, I mean, we're not even asking. We're just like, if you want it, it's just so cool. I, I'm not usually one to be. I my I like to joke that like fuck the fans, but like no, <laughs> everyone, everyone's amazing. Uh, and like, yeah, I mean, fu- we got to episode 100. We've done this for like two yeah, years. It's kinda, no, it's, yeah, it's kind of nuts. We're coming up on two years. This is At episode this is 100, it's crazy,
4: honestly. Wild. This is like the most dedication and commitment like I personally have had regarding to anything online, so it's cool as fuck that yeah. like people are still like regularly tuning in and watching this shit. It's really cool.
0: I was going to say this episode's like three and a half hours, so <laughs> fuck it. But I was like, it'd be really cool if you like edited in like a little bit of episode one or something for oh, like a second yeah. or but i don't know fuck it but anyway whatever thank you to everyone so much yeah
2: with that said can you also take a couple minutes to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcast? <laughs>
0: honestly dude you're asking a lot you're asking a lot because see here's the thing it's like it's like the parent who like doesn't want to spend time with you but yeah. the, I, I, but they'll like buy you something you yeah, know yeah, yeah. um this is them they're like i'll give you five dollars but how fucking dare you ask for my
3: attention <laughs> yeah.
2: Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all the content you're going to find this podcast, Southern Fried Groups, which is coming back Saturday, the 27th, game reviews and more on the website. You're going to find a link to the community discord where everyone submitted their top tens list and where you can hang out with all of those people, get the quickest updates and chat with all of us on a daily basis. But guys, before we get out of here, do we have any final thoughts? Fuck the fans. (laughs) With
4: Wawa as a gas station.
2: Yeah, that'll do it for us here today. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me here on episode 100 of Game Grooves. Take care, everyone. Good night, Grooves.